I've been here before. Another title defense? Beat the man senseless. One, two, three. Then leave as I entered the WWE Champion. Maybe I'll take my time and have a little fun. Then I'll move on to the real challenge. I thought maybe I'd give you this ticket. And, uh, Bill, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Goldberg with a front row ticket to No Way Out. Mi familia broke my heart. They turned on me. Mi sangre, my blood. I used to fight for them. Then I fought against them. Now, I fight for myself. I've been here before. Backed into a corner. Another huge obstacle. Time to make a choice. Eddie, it's really sad. You've overcome all those demons. Only to be destroyed by the biggest demon of them all. I'm Brock Lesnar. You're not fighting the odds, Eddie. me. I've beaten legends. Great ones. Enos. You are no one. No one. You seem to be a bit preoccupied, Brock. You're not going to be facing Eddie Guerrero, one opponent tonight. Yeah, that's me. Latino Heat. Latino Heat. I've been here before. Been here before, I see. Beat the man senseless. Back to a corner. To another huge obstacle. Then leave as I enter. Trying to make a choice. Home WWE champion. They say there's no, no way. way out. out. I can think of at least one. I can think of at least one. Can you? Can you? It's a ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, and much success. Stress us. I want it all, no less. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four. Oh. <laughs> Keep that in. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for No Way Out. As always, I'm keeping it in. Welcome to episode 43. As always, my name's Dave, and joining me is Big Sexy. And he's back. We told you he'd come back. He got lost in Barcelona. At all the aboard. All aboard the Dave train. As always, my name is Dave. <laughs> Catchphrase. Welcome to No Way Out 2004. Are you ready? I'm excited as fuck. You almost had three then, didn't you? No, nearly. <laughs> so the worst thing is, all like when I'm doing my research or I'm just trying to find video and audio clips or whatever, how many times, like, like the first day of a new year, where you forget... It's well, you're putting your date on you're your You're eight, eight, and then you scramble it out because it's nine, nine. I've been doing that so long, for <laughs> so long. Delete, nine. But we were spent so long in 2003. It's just been delete for... <laughs> but it is time for... Arguably one of the most, I don't know, happy... Would you want someone well, to put yourself feel good in your, yeah, in your wrestling in happy place? Mm. If you could put yourself on Wrestling Island and all just simp just sit there all day and just watch the greatest world title matches, this is on that DVD, it isn't it? finally reaches the pinnacle. <laughs> um, the big one. But yeah, how are we? Um, I usually... 
would now go on to say it's been a couple of weeks, but we didn't. It was last week, so it was my birthday, and we all got pissed and had yeah. some food. And seen you quite recently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. We recorded last episode week before that. Um, you did? I've seen Mike more than I've seen my missus at this minute. It's exciting. That's it. Getting tired of seeing you, but. Not as much hair, though. <laughs> <laughs> Surrounded a room with beards. Um, but yeah, no way out. Cast your minds back to when we were kids, we always do it. When I was a little bit older than when you were a child, especially. You're, are you the youngest here, David, I believe? It's me. I don't know. I oh, is it you, is it? Max the baby. How did uh, Eddie Guerrero capture your heart uh, as much as it did the audience? Uh, especially in this pay per view, they were so so behind Eddie Guerrero, and the only one way of going typical Vince 2019, he would have fucking booked Lesnar to go over and told the fans to fuck off. But um, back then, you had to sometimes go with what the fans are dying for, and they were dying for this. Yeah, um, I mean, 14 year old Dave was a massive heel mark. Oh, so fuck Eddie Guerrero, you yeah, know, well, you drug abuser, you, see, you're in Charles corner. By this point, Eddie Guerrero had won me over, I was a fan, um, but his whole Latino heat gimmick with China was some of the most painful shit. Oh, I used to love that. I didn't like that I used to love that. I loved it. His run with Chavo, we lie, we cheat, we steal, I was like, you know what, I like this guy. <laughs> I've always been a fan of Eddie. Yeah. From uh, WCW, ECW days to running with China. Debut with Radicals, even. Mm. Especially. See, the debut other. with the Radicals for me, like, it wasn't about Eddie. And what, about didn't, what didn't help Eddie was like on the SmackDown after the Raw debut, he delivered a frog splash and broke his arm. Or dislocated his elbow, I think, or something like that. Yeah. And then, so the, so the, rest the, of big, the big feud. Big pad. Yeah, the big feud with running with Triple H and DX and all that sort of stuff. And all you had was just Eddie there in the corner with the fucking nursing injury, nursing injury. and then and then you had like you said from there the uh, the Mamacita stuff with China that I enjoyed it to be fair I did enjoy it but well, I, I never ever saw that looked at Eddie and thought you know something that guy that guy no. five years is going to be up there. Well, I had only watched WCW maybe twice ever. Mm. Um, so when the Radicals came, they were all just brand new, brand new. Random, <laughs> right? And Eddie Guerrero was one of the least interested yeah. of that group. Of that, he was the smallest, weren't he? He didn't really, no, didn't really give him. Perry Saturn was. He was like a size, block. But the other three were tiny. Humans. Yeah. Oh, Dean Malenko, well, such a tiny. Benoit was tiny, a tiny, tiny guy, but he was. It always got Greeks. me with Dean Malenko with the space between his knee pad and his boots was like about an inch. Such a small man. But anyway, on to No Way Out. Did you watch Sunday Night Pre-Show? No, I didn't. I missed that. Did I didn't in? watch it, but I know the match. Hit with some beats. Akio, Sakoda and Tajiri. AKA Kai and Tai 2.0. They defeated Billy Kidman, Paul London and Ultimo Dragon. Still got a job. Now, thoughts on Ultimo Dragon? Do you have any recollection of him? What's yeah, like, I used to like my. Um, I used to be a huge fan of anyone who was wearing like flamboyant. A mask guy. Yeah, basically masks. Yeah, uh, I like, I like flamboyant guy. ring attire. I like. You like colors. Vince when Vince signed him because he's like he's going to be the next Rey Mysterio. Think of the action figures. He's like, but he doesn't do anything, Vince. He's going to be the next Rey Mysterio, Kevin. Wasn't his finish the Selena Del Sol as well? He was, yeah. do you know, I always he looked at, old, always looked at Callisto, and that was like a modern, not a modern day Rey Mysterio, that was Sin Cara. Yeah. <laughs> but modern day, a modern day Ultimo Dragon. Dragon. Yeah. It's Callisto. You even got like a similar it's got, thing it's dangling from Too much mask. shit going yeah. on around the mask. <laughs> not enough the math pa- Mask paraphernalia. More bells, had. more dangly shit. <laughs> Would have got him over. Yeah, I reckon so. Uh, the weird one though, which is always this, where it's, um, 
as I'm sure everyone's aware, because we've covered them numerous times, on a Saturday and a Sunday back in the day, you had Velocity and Heat. Heat being the raw one, Velocity being the SmackDown one. But Heat would always be the one that would lead you into the pay-per-view. Yeah, like earlier today. But you had Michael Cole and Taz doing the Heat commentary, doing the Heat show, but you had the SmackDown guys wrestling building up to the SmackDown show. But we also on that weekend had a Velocity taping that was taped the day of the SmackDown taping, which is taped on a Tuesday show and on a Thursday. (laughs) Do you want to know what went off on Velocity? There's a lot of stuff going down. On Velocity... You had Paul London and Billy Kidman, double duty, nice. but not really double duty because they wrestled on the Tuesday. <laughs> uh, they beat the FBI, FBI's Nunzio and Johnny Stamboli. Uh, Ultimo Dragon beat Shannon Moore. And was, was probably, they do usually have like quite a good WCWS cruiserweight match, always on velocity, and it usually involves Shannon Moore. And Shannon Moore can sell. He's a good worker. He's underrated, very underrated. Uh, Chuck Palumbo, he lost to OJ. What was Chuck Palumbo at this point? FBI. Okay. Yep. FBI, uh, FBI run the show on Varsity. Yeah, <laughs> it's their, it's the there. green show. For it's the their green land. Yeah. It's their turf, mate. Nice. It's, it's their turf. And in your main event, Billy Gunn lost to A-Train. Oh. Poor Billy. <laughs> Poor. Ladies and gentlemen, your main <laughs> event. So that was like filmed. So the last thing that happened before the Smackdown pile hits, A-Train beats Billy Gunn. Man, I'm hyped for this now. <laughs> So, on to the pay-per-view itself. We are at the Cow Palace in San Francisco, California. It is the 2nd... It is, sorry, it is the 15th of February 2004 with 11,500 people in attendance. How are you spelling cow? <laughs> it's a palace of cows. Okay. <laughs> I mean, palace of cows. You open front door, you see a moo. Yeah, that's it. Uh, speaking of front doors, hold that fucking thought. Um, the buy rates. Uh, last month's rumble, to catch your mind back, was 500,000 buys. Uh, which was down from 585,000 buys from the previous year. Now, No Way Out in 2003, which was presented by the Raw brand, which is arguably one of the worst years in Raw history, that had 446,000 buys. No Way Out 2004, presented by SmackDown, arguably the better brand, 265,000 buys. So many people missed out on it. So many people missed out on probably one of the best. If not, I'm putting me at... On Nick don't, online don't now, the best B-show show that we've seen so far. I think it's brilliant. 20 minutes of Guerrero's. 20 minutes of Guerrero's. Do you know what? It's brilliant. Guerrero's run this show. Mm. I thought it was brilliant. Chavo don't run shit. Chavo's brilliant. No. Fuck you. It was a decent Fuck you. No, it's, ah, we it was far too later, long. It was far too yeah. long. His entrance music just sounds like they found it on some free <laughs> website. <laughs> Loyalty free Latino. <laughs> That's all they've said. Right. See, I was I was expecting him to have his ooh Chavo themes. Ooh, That's a bit Chavo. that's a bit later, isn't That's it? more. more <laughs> <laughs> get behind that Chavo. Um the theme tune for the show. In a in a new one, a bit of a swerve. The theme tune is one of the tracks from WB Originals, which you can find our review on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash our era podcast. Cheap plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray uh, track. Of all the tracks to have used. Where does his code I fashion? don't know. I just... It's a fucking abomination of a rap track. It's a code impression. But it's awful. Ray's not gangster. Yeah. Ray's not street. He wants to craft Filthy the Animals were street in WCW. 
Do you remember them? Yeah, that's when he was unmasked. Yeah, when he was unmasked, and he was like, oh, he's just a little man. <laughs> I was looking at him thinking, I could take him, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, Dad, I could take him. He's about my size. <laughs> What a way to start the show. Dave, give me your best sable. Wow! As before any video package, any introduction from anybody, fucking sable and a daughter come out. Tony Wilson and a mum coming out wearing little bits. And these are the moments in these shows that I just hand over to Mike. This was just to give all teenage boys watching at home a chance to go have a wank. It's, yeah. Yeah, 14-year-old Dave was, was like, ooh, yeah, mm, interesting. Nice. But uh, are they selling you the show, really? Through No, they're selling the Playboy. <laughs> through 2019. That's all it's for. It's, it's a bit just the Playboy. It's, bit, it's, it's difficult to watch. Is that because it hasn't aged well, or is that because I'm more cynical in my old age? It's not aged well. It's not aged well. It's it's Sable, Sable is so wooden on the mic. So is Tori. Don't get me wrong, Tori did wonders for a young teenage Dave, right? but... <laughs> Hall of Fame worthy, that in itself is fucking laughable, really, isn't it? No, a solo shoot was For moments like this, she got a tits out in Playboy and they spent six months telling you about it. Because it was that... If you think, we're still in that era where the sponsors that are the sponsors today aren't the the big brands, the blue chip companies, Mm. do you know what I mean? The top 500. It's fucking like... Sanitary t- towels and like fucking Stridex pads and shit like that, and oil, like Castrol, you said Castrol GTX oil. Well, they're, they're trying to break the mainstream, but that's why they broke we're mainstream. Playboy. That's it, we're, we're they broke now. it with Playboy. Mm-hmm. And look at us fucking now. Sable, she says, Hello, San Francisco. She says, They've enjoyed the sights in San Fran, and now it's the fans' turn to enjoy them. Me, <laughs> my old. Uh, Tori basically says that the superstars will give you their all and Sable says there's nothing they won't do and then they say welcome to No Way Out. Did that get you excited? Are you ready for tonight? As the pyro goes off and we actually get the opening video package which was just an extended version of the promo package we see a little bit later on hyping Eddie and Lesnar as you're a druggie, you're an addict and you're not going to win and I'm not scared of you. Yeah, no, so sadly my memory doesn't work so great, so I can't tell you if it did or not 15 years ago. But certainly when I rewatched it before recording this, it did not get me excited no, for no way out. No, it made not, me feel cringe and awkward for times gone by. Not at all. Um, I did like how the opening video package, yeah, the line from Brock, it was like it was just another day at the office. Uh, going back to the SmackDown promo where he's beat Austin, uh, sorry, he's beat Hogan, he's beat Rock, he's beat Angle, anyone in front of him, and now he's got to be. <laughs> Eddie. Little, little Eddie. Little, little, <laughs> little old baby Eddie. Eddie. Little old Eddie. Uh, but on Eddie's side, La Familia broke his heart. They've abused him. They've made him see that his demons probably take over. And it's this redemption. And it's, come on, Eddie, you little fucker. This, this, pa- this package but it makes me care. Like, this is what it's lacking so much today. Everything needed. Yeah. So years, I used to remember years ago, Getting excited for a pay per view just to see what the video package and the build up package. The video packages are still fantastic. They still do some. Oh, of course. Insane work. Of course. But it's just having someone who, like, cares yeah. about the title. It's like, like making it seem it's like they like really genuinely. There was a WWE fan used to do it, 
and now it's just an employee who's got a degree in video editing and stuff mm. like that. Like the like creative writing. Creative writing. No TV on, writers. Touch on modern day for 30 seconds before we jump into our opening contest. Mm. Do we have to? If you look at like the creative team these days in WWE, they're not the extra TV writers. Guys, they're TV writers. Mm. They're, they're soap opera writers. But speaking of WWE, Raw Reunion what happened last week what you gotta do brother such a contrast of opinions because yeah, I'm well, a dating mark and you're a bit more <laughs> I'll love seeing Austin and Hogan again but we're genius the old racist bastard <laughs> they could have done so much more I loved how um, Sami Zayn came in to backstage to dick on all the legends and Tori Wilson was just dancing to music that no one could hear <laughs> <laughs> she completely no sold what Sami Zayn was saying and just carried on dancing like that is why she's in the fucking hall of fame but the entire show was indicative of the current state of affairs. Of course. Like they were, they of were course. Just, they've not built any new the, stars. The, the only positive thing that I kind of saw out of it, that there was a severe lack, a good thing, of modern day WWE stars getting dicked over by mm. a 65, 75, 85-year-old legend. Because that's the problem with these reunion shows. You've been spending 10 years building up a new guy, but then Sergeant Slaughter comes back and puts him in the fucking Cobra Clutch. Yeah. That wouldn't happen in real life. Yeah, he would kick Cobra the fuck Clutch. out of you. <laughs> so I liked how they used them mm. in certain segments. I disagree wholeheartedly. They just <laughs> shoehorn them in. Oh, of course. They had far too many. They had nothing to do with them. And they just shoehorn them in where they could. It was absolutely I disagree. tragic. I disagree. It, it, with exception of oh, the 24-7 title. It did show That's that. where I see. I'm, not, I'm looking at it through rose-tinted glasses. I'm not seeing... These meaningless backstage segments with Jenny and Hall that didn't even fucking mention she was there. Caitlin and all these, but the twenty four seven stuff. Even Kelly Kelly winning the title. Go on, girl. Two time champion of WWE. Kelly Kelly, Divas champion. And then London Blaze won it. <laughs> <laughs> to throw it in the bin. Uh, that was a bit much. That was too. You yeah, knew was... it was coming because I thought it was a botch when she said, "If you've got anything to say about it." You better say it now because I won't be champion for a long time. I thought it was a botch. I thought what she said. And then she comes out, I told you I won't be champion for long. And then I see the bit, ah, no. And things have got too far. How much nostalgia is too much nostalgia? How much nostalgia is too much nostalgia? WCW nostalgia as well, not WWE nostalgia. So, yeah. So, as we all agree, then, absolute mess of a show. Cool. Brilliant. Move on. It's not needed. You don't need them all these. And then I needed, yeah, but I needed more. Then, like, I needed more. I, yeah, I had Kevin Nash. I had the one, two, three kid. I had Triple H. I had Michaels. Why didn't nobody fucking wrestle? So my, my biggest, my biggest. Gripe. Nobody wrestled. Half of you come out with his gear. My biggest. And didn't gripe, wrestle. <laughs> my biggest gripe is Sami Zayn's character, which has been the most entertaining thing yes. for a while. Agreed. Um, he then gets buried by the four most <laughs> random human beings who've ever stood on stage together. So we have. Cast your mind back to he's Slater. Yeah, exactly. So we've got we've got there, there uh, Sammy Zayn filling the Heath Slater yeah. jobber, but no no interaction, no interaction though because we had RVD Kurt Angle come out. Like, oh, this is exciting! RVD. Kurt Angle came out as general manager Kurt Angle uh, and not Olympic gold medalist. Uh, it's such a champion. fucking mess. RVD come out. Got for that. RVD come out off his tits <laughs> in his full gear. <laughs> You're not wrestling, Rob. Where? Where am I? Would you talk? This is an impact. Sergeant Slaughter comes out full gear. It's just, it was all a bit much. Yeah, the hurricane, much. the overweight hurricane, <laughs> chubber cane. Not no. who's waiting And anymore. then Kurt in a suit. Because <laughs> the general manager Kurt Angle, because that'll be an unlockable character on the next 2K. It'll be Kurt Angle wrestling, Kurt Angle general manager. Oh, uh, DLC, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll download content. 
Uh, so, our first match of the night, our SmackDown Tag Team Championships are on the line, as it's Scotty Too Hotty and Rikishi, otherwise known as Too Meh, going up against Danny and Dougie, otherwise known as those wank bold bastards. Oh, nice. With Black China in the on the ring apron, and I thought she wasn't going to get that much involved. Oh, she does, in a handicap match. What's happened to her tits, though? They've come down. I don't I, She might have a valve. Oh, they got a pump. That's what I mean. She might just... It depends what the segment requires. Well, yeah, I suppose if she's... Well, surely she, they should have pumped them up, give a bit more cushion for yeah. the inevitable. Um, the camera pans to the arena, as you can still see the odd empty seat littered around. But going, going, back, going back to what I said to you earlier about remember the door, there was one door to the Cow Palace. Really, one entry? 11,500 people had to get through one entrance door. Hence why on the uh, Sunday pre-show, if you would have bothered to fucking watch... <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> the commentary did say by Michael Cole that it's quite fucking empty here. People are struggling to get in. Did yes, because they were about a 94 mile queue outside, according to Dave Meltzer. Why didn't they open the doors earlier? Uh, they probably would have opened the door like after the rumble. Just 11,500 people in one queue, that's a queue. Yeah, I mean, if you open it at like what, 10 in the morning, who's going to show up at 10 in the morning to sit yeah. there for four hours before You'd have to give the Sunday night pre show, would need a pre show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how did we get here? Uh, last month, two meh, they were get to, set to take on the white ball bastards, but they were having none of it, and attacked Scott and Rick, uh, not the Steiner brothers. <laughs> Scott and Rick, too cold. Five years, five years together, Dave. As a tag team, no Five less. years together. As a tag team, no less. According to Michael Cole. Yep. Does his research, Jerry Lawler's got something to say about that. Jerry Lawler spat us out on going, you fucking wait till the next pay-per-view. I'm just going to drop Brian Christopher. It's Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, but Brian Christopher once wrestled in this arena and won the tag titles. Um, so this is a handicap match. Cole says Rikishi and Scotty team together for five years, even though Brian Christopher... I wonder how he felt about it, because at this minute in time, he's running in TNA. Was Rikishi a part of Too Cool five years ago? Uh, so five years or ago. So five years ago would be he 99. He debuted in 2000. It'd be 2000, yeah. No in, chance. In 99, they were still fucking too much. Yeah. So before they before transitioned into Too Cool. Scott, was he Scotty Too High then? Uh, he was, it was uh, Scott Taylor. Yeah. Scott and Taylor Brian and Brian Christopher. Christopher. It was too much, much. too much Brian Christopher and to begin with. Rikishi wasn't anywhere near that. Yeah. Five was years it? ago. Fuck off, Michael. <laughs> he doesn't know shit. <laughs> Um, so we're getting the mandatory rematch from Black China in there as well what does it take to Black China as a whole do you like the gimmick of the dominatrix of the black woman leading no I, I back then and Taylor Long likes it hated yeah. the, the Bashams and, and Shaniqua um, just not a fan and it's all focused around not, it's not being changed it. it's weird one I found because it wasn't focused around the mandatory um, tag title rematch it was focused around Shaniqua nearly breaking Scotty Dorty's surgically repaired neck. And ooh, is Rikishi going to get to sit on her? Yeah. Man and woman violence. Intergender. Evolution. Um, Danny and Scotty start out. Danny gets some forearms in the back. He took Scotty over the top. But he then skins the cat back in with some more chops. Into the ropes. Flying head scissors by Scotty. Tag to Rikishi. Scariest butt. Almost too far. It's a tilt-a-whirl head scissors almost into a pile. Isn't it just... Uh, Doug gets tagged in, eating some fists, and uh, Rikishi, she hurls Shaniqua, she, Rikishi, fuck it, Rikishi, she hurls Shaniqua in, um, going to first thing face early doors, and it's always one of them where, what would have happened if they would have hit the spot that they're building up to right at the end, right early, what, then what do you do? Finish? 
So what's your question? If they hit it early, what happens? What happens? Where do we go from there? Because then, because the signature always builds to the finish. Yeah. So if you hit signature, then you can't continue the match without the finish. You have to do the finish straight away. Yeah. Because they, they, it's not a video game. <laughs> you can you know, your got, finisher. You've got a minute, two minutes before you lose your finisher. No, you can your finisher. Oh. There is Double that. There is a fucking hell of a modern, you to three modern day WWE. <laughs> I, I'm it's talking about no three. I'm about no three. Could you store him in 2004? That's the question. And, well, yeah, you can store five. Here come the pain has just come out. Oh, you can store nice. five on that. Oh, interesting uh, side note. I've seen someone's made a remastered Here Comes the Pain. Yes, sort of, I've seen. Uh, um, I've seen. Is it because t- is it uh, the guy behind like THQ or something like that is involved with something else now and he's on? Uh, yeah, they're, they're working on a wrestling game, and the, the word remaster has been thrown around. So someone's just made up this mock. Um, here comes the pain. Ooh, Ooh, I'd play that. I'd play that. I'd play that. Um, we got a slam by Rikishi onto one of them. I'd, 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 I refuse to learn which bash one. The bold one. Yeah, the bold one. Well, bash him A and bash him one. Gazza. Because <laughs> they are equally just as crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Scott is setting up for the W. Oh. Oh, clothesline. No. <laughs> to a surgically repaired neck. To a surgically repaired neck. Big heat. Big heat. Uh, we get a tag to Danny slash Dougie. Uh, double slingshot suplex by the Bashams. Danny tags in Shaniqua. Shaniqua actively wants a piece. Come on, Black China. What do they do when everybody wants you? She's like, <laughs> I love Black China. Why don't they do more? Why didn't they have her go for the IC run and let's just completely do, do replicate what we did like four years ago? Did she even wrestle women ever? No, because Linda Miles sucks. No, she wrestled Tori and Lydia in a handicap match once. Yeah, Linda Miles, yeah. She, 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 well, say wrestled. She's Linda Miles from Tough Enough. Yeah, Rana. Yeah, yeah, the Tough Enough that produced Christopher Nowinski. Right, amazing. Who's now retired because he got too many knocks to the head. Oh, poor guy. But then he goes on to then create his own, because he's an actual genius, he goes on to create his own... I'll look at Knox to the head company yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's probably saved the careers of fucking so many wrestlers. He's like a proper, like, But he was guru. the champ, so... He should have been. He, he followed, like, the wrong path. He got accosted, if that's even a word, Doesn't by work. Teddy Long, <laughs> right, and followed the thugging and bugging way. Oh, yeah. But he looked like an albino. But who else was in that Tough Enough? That Tough Enough was sick. Uh, we had Linda Miles... We had. Did we not have the original run of Ryback? Because Ryback had two goals. I'm sure that might. I'm sure he no. had two goals. I'm sure he had two no, goals. No, had one. This is way before Ryback. Somebody had two Ryback. goals. Ryback. Somebody had two goals. Somebody. Somebody. Matt Capitelli. Matt Capitelli. Matt Capitelli. Matt Capitelli. Matt Capitelli. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're different. No, they're different eras, are they? Yeah. No, they're the same no, one. No, Matt, one no. Matt Capitelli and John Morrison when they were was tough enough two. Tough enough one that had Maven, <laughs> Nidia, Chris Nowinski. Uh, Josh Matthews. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah that's right. tough enough. One. Yeah, that was the shit. And then we go to tough enough one again in 2011, which had Big Andy. Whatever, Big Andy. He got stunned by Stone Cold on Raw, and then did a. I think steroids. I think it was steroids. Oh, tough enough yeah. one was obviously Maven. Maven and Nidia. Maven and Nidia. Yeah, and Chris um, Nowinski with contestants Christopher Nowinski. Josh Lomberger. I don't know who Josh Matthews. Oh, is that Josh Matthews, <laughs> is it? Uh, Taylor Matheny. Runner-up, apparently. Don't remember that guy. Don't <laughs> oh, it could be a girl. Oh, maybe. Some two was. winners. They were girl and boy winners, weren't they? Maven and India. Probably a chick. Maven, main event, Maven. Uh, tough enough, too. Linda Miles and Jackie Gator. Jackie, oh, that match. 
Oh, <laughs> Jackie Gay there, Trish Stratus. Oh, God. Was it Bubba oh, and Chris Matt Morgan. Isn't tough enough, too. Fun facts. <laughs> oh, Tough Enough was so shit. But it was so good. Well. It was like such a... Because they were in that reality era of Big Brother yeah. and fucking Survivor and all that shit. It was just a perfectly just manufactured reality slash real. Oh, I loved it. The only way is Essex. I loved every second of it. It's real, but it's not. But it is. I promise you it's real, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, the end comes. We get a hot tag to Rikishi. Doug and Danny go at him, but he decks them with punches, soup kicking and DDT. Shaniqua jumps on his back, but he whips her down. Rikishi drags her over. He goes to give her the bonsai drop, but a Basham's coming and double chokes, slam him down, and Linda Miles covers for the two. Scotty dives in on the Bashams. Double power bomb, David. <laughs> I haven't called it a joke slam. <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, we now have just Rikishi and Shaniqua in the ring. She goes for a clothesline, but it reverses for a Samoan drop. To a big pop, Man of Woman Violence is over in 04. The Drags her into the corner. Rikishi finally gets the spot he's been building up to the whole night. He gets the bonsai for the win in eight and a half minutes. What an opener. Wow. Did you notice him telling her to move, <laughs> her, move her arms? Yeah. She's green. Because her arms were under the ropes. the ropes. The referee like, move your arms. And he gives it a Randy Orton oh. slither under the ropes to get count the pin. Black China's green. Yeah. yeah. Green China. <laughs> Linda Miles. Green China. Linda Charles. <laughs> Linda Charles. <laughs> like Adrian Charles' daughter. <laughs> If you had a child with Gabrielle. Hmm, there's a thought. <laughs> no, no one will get that. <laughs> Shaniqua measuring Rikishi. Rikishi slowly making it to his feet. Look this Rikishi, the guts on this girl. Tell him, big keys, get up, get up. I'm going to close line you. Shaniqua went for the close line block by Rikishi. Oh, man. Shaniqua's in all packing trouble. Oh, my God. So Bowen dropped. Wow. Now Rikishi dragging the carcass to the corner. Bonsai time. If Rikishi hits this, it's over. Look at that. Goodbye, Shaniqua. Bonsai drop to the rim. Swished Amazon. Shoulders One, down. Two. Here are your winners and still tag team champions, Scotty Tuhati and Rikishi. You may need a spatula to get Shaniqua out of the ring. So then, give me your thoughts to what we've just witnessed. The opening match of uh, probably the worst match on the card, in my opinion, because Noble and Nidia was fucking amazing. Yeah, agreed. Um... Intergender wrestling, though, seems to be a discussion around it currently. <laughs> yeah. And it's whether or not it's appropriate. But well, it's, it's seen it's as a positive now. It's seen as people are, are, are clambering for it and they want it. And On the indies, yeah, but in WWE, like, it's just... They keep... Taboo. Like, the spot at the Rumble... The spot at the Rumble with Orton and Ziggler on uh, Nia Jax. That got the pop, but do we need to be popping... Women getting beaten up. Is that what we're looking for? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because what are we looking for from intergender wrestling? Well, there's a fine line. If it's if it's worked wrestling move, then it's it's, it's you know it's part of the story. Yeah, but it? they popped at the rumble not for an RKO or a super kick or a six one nine. They popped because Nia Jax is. They popped big because a heel. man was beating up a no, woman. No, that was because the heel was getting her comeuppance. All right, okay, we'll go with that. Then. No one likes Mary Jacks. Right, so yeah, opening match for a pay per view. It was just building for the bonsai drop. That's all it was for. Yeah, you got about what you can expect from a Basham 
boys, whatever they're called. The wang ball bastards, Dave. Come on, you need to learn all this. You need a lesson in the It was just too much. It's about what you can expect from (laughs) bastards opening a page. It is. It is. It was just too much. It was. Uh, We get a long video package uh, highlighting the history of Jamie Noble and Nadia. Um, It made me feel quite... I got really... When you sit and you get such a nostalgia feel, even though it was like only 12 months ago in the timeline that... It started where Jamie Noble first got the check. Not even probably not even 12 months, yeah. But he got the check because his aunt Lucille died and he inherited a fuck ton of money and Nidia went on to spend it all. And it was brilliant because in this very long video package, there were so many great moments like when they bought the house and Jamie Noble <laughs> runs the tap and he goes, running water. <laughs> and and there's, the mo- <laughs> there's the moment where we cut to the uh, promo from Smackdown and he goes, she practically sucked me dry. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think uh, this is a, a perfect example of how if two people are committed to a storyline, no matter how goofy yes. it is, yes. it'll be entertaining television. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's been so many curveballs within this storyline as well. Like he was chasing Tory, and everyone thought, oh, could that be the moment Nidia fucks him off? No, Nidia plays the role of, I'm going to be better than you and win my man. And it ends with that little fucking fatal fall in the bed. Um, but told you, I told you, orgies helping people. Now, Nidia, ever since I got my inheritance, you've been spending my money. Left and right. We're in! We're going to Applebee's! We're going to We deserve to fire things in life. Like this, this big old limo I got you to bring here today. It's all ours. We say we go inside and take a look. Running water. It's one of my all-you-can-eat buffets. Baby, from here on out, everything's going to be first class. Of course, folks, get married. We had the best wedding in the trailer park. You pretty much sucked me dry. If I had any sense, I'd have dumped you the second you got blind. Nidia's got the title as well. That Nidia's punching. A missed, a block missed. Nidia's been blind with the poor girl can't see. I know you're back on the back, all worried and scared. About our big match at No Way Out. But girl, you brought this on yourself. Jamie Noble, a pathetic excuse for a human being, took his flying girlfriend and threw her into the damn ring in the harm's way. And for what? To try to win a damn match. Nitty is scared half to death. Nitty is cowering in the corner. But being the gentleman that I am, I found a way for you out of this match. Pack up all your crap and get out of my life once and for all. But wait, Nitty, wait. You're not going to pack up everything. No, all that stuff I bought you, all your fancy clothes, and especially that $5,000 meat coat that you love so much. I want it back. I'll tell you, a real-life war of the roses developing between Jamie Noble and Nidia. Nidia has regained her eyesight, making Noble pay for his ill treatment of her in recent weeks. Hey, hey! Jamie, hey. it's me, Nidia! Guess what, baby? I just talked to Paul Heyman. And just so you get to experience what I did for two months, you're gonna wrestle this match blindfolded. What? Oh! I can't wrestle blindfolded! I can't see what I'm doing! Now, Jamie, I know that you don't have a log big enough to fit in this wood chipper. Something on my own. A certain mink coat that you want very badly. Uh, I'm 
Uh, Jamie Noble, he comes out first. Nidia's next, wearing um, what seems like a new set of tits. She's got fucking triple J's there going on. She's bleeding dry. She's bleeding fucking dry. Um, I don't know if you have ever remember seeing any of the build up towards this, but we had a great spot on the last SmackDown uh, where Noble says, "I want you to pack all your shit and get the fuck out of my house." Uh, he goes, but not everything. She goes, keep all this stuff. That mint coat, I want it all. So she comes out. They they spend the money on hiring a wood chipper for this segment. Jamie Noble's money. <laughs> that's it. Someone's fucking spending all his money and Jamie Noble's not. And they destroy, along with, and they do along with a couple of workers, destroy um, the mint coat. I, thought, yeah, I just thought it was whole, the whole thing was genius. And it was a blindfold match. So the last time that we encountered a blindfold match in WWE's timeline, in our timeline, was the first ever Raw Roulette, and it was D'Lo Brown versus Triple H. Is that the first time? Uh, that was the last time. The last time. The first time was Jake Roberts versus Rick the Waddle Martell at WrestleMania 8. After Martell blinded Snake with uh, his perfume. Yes, uh, his fragrance. Uh, what did he used to call it? Arrogance. Arrogance. He used to, yeah, so he used to have a perfume bottle. Like a pump action perfume yeah, bottle, yeah. And they call it arrogance. Nice. That's fucking genius. And he blinded <laughs> Jake the Snake. Um, and also, TNA once had a blindfold match with like fucking, I want to say it was like America's Most Wanted yeah. when they split up yeah, Chris Harris and James Storm. Uh, and the, the Storm hoods, smashed beer bottle into Harris's face. The hoods kept falling off. Oh. So, a super kick, hood would fall off. DDT, hood would fall off. Oh, we get drifted, Scrambling yeah. for the hood, uh, putting it back on, uh, carrying on with the match. At least the... It was inside the cage as well. This match, it had the spots. Like, they didn't have too many spots, but it had the blindfold spots. It's like, just it was, a terrible idea. They should have realised after the first one that it's not entertaining. I don't know. I think it has its, it's humour. It's been supposed to backstage or something. It has its humour. Like, there was the spot near towards the middle of the match where Jamie Noble's trying to find Nidia and he's inching closer and closer and closer. And he gets really close and then he thinks, nah, nah, she's not there. And just turns his path and goes a different way. Mm. And then the finish... Um, Genius. I'm not gonna lie. There's not many notes on this. I was kind of when I enjoy a match, I don't take many notes. Uh, Eddie Guerrero and Brothers night to watch it like three times. First time was a fan. Second time was a mark. Third time was to take <laughs> notes. <laughs> but um, there were and then the spot towards the end where Jamie Noble, he nearly climbs the top. Jamie Noble lifts his hood up, works out where she is, bombs towards her, slams her off. But then puts his mask back on, and it must not be like masks of old, where it actually is like a mesh and you can see through. Because then he proceeds to walk past an idiot. He stands on it, stops and things, hang on, I'm not in the right position. Then takes three steps backwards and then puts his finisher on and gets the victory with the dragon sleeper. Even though it's more of a guillotine. Yeah, it's It's even worse than Michael Cohen. What's that, Taz? He generally doesn't know. (laughs) It's a dragon sleeper, it's not a dragon sleeper. Uh, But yeah, What, what else can you really say from... Uh, a gimmick to match within a gimmick storyline that all stemmed from Nidia getting blinded by the black mist. Not that green one, not that red one, that black, black one that blinds you. Yeah. The worst Japanese one. folk tale of the black mist. <laughs> that is it. That is uh, it. Great, great build, great storyline. Just why a blindfold match? They really grind my gears. I can understand to it. an extent because. It's all the stuff that Nidia had when she was blind and Jamie Noble has to now experience it that. It makes sense. It does make sense. The, but Why not both blind? But then again. But then again, that's taking the piss out of Nidia, isn't it? Because you're trying, don't be a, don't be a bully, be a star. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And Nidia, Nidia going to go up high here. 
Well, this could be the downfall of Nidia. Be careful, Nidia. Oh, look at Jamie Noble. What? Jamie Noble just cheated. He just he pulled did? the hood off. I was watching Nidia. Jamie Noble cheated. He pulled the damn hood off. Well, thanks for coming. That's going to be it, I'm telling you. And now look at Jamie Noble. What the hell is this? That's a dragon sleeper. That's a choke. That's a beautiful hold. And Nidia's tapping out. Here's your winner, Jamie I like Noble. Go, Jamie. Enough already. Yeah, You've just treated the poor girl enough. You had to cheat to win the damn match. And now this. Noble did keep that hold on a little long. I do agree. That, that's not cool. And now look at this. Get out of her face. You humiliated the girl enough over the past few months. You had to cheat to win the damn match. And now you're all proud of yourself. All high and mighty, Jamie Noble. Jamie Noble the, was the breadwinner in that family. And now Jamie Noble's the winner of this match. And I'm happy, personally. I was rooting for Jamie Noble. You would be. What? Well, I, I'm just happy about it. What? I can have my own opinion. I'm entitled to it. Now, Jamie Noble all proud, but once again, let's show you how Jamie Noble had to cheat to win this matchup, Dad. Um, but yeah, two matches in. How How's the people shaping up so far? I'm loving it. Yeah, Not I mean, I started low. Yeah, the, the, the opening tag match is just an opening tag match, serviceable, whatever. We'll, like we'll a raw tag match. Or, yeah, could have been anyone. Um, but Jamie Noble is just uh, entertaining guy. He's just a good, it's just a fun... It's you can wrestler. understand why and he's now producing matches in the WWE. <laughs> he's got a he mind for it. You'll it. give him a storyline and it's just... It's from everything, from winning the money to buying the trailer to trying to buy Tory. Every single segment has been must watch. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> when they first buy the tra buy the house and he's like, it's all lies. And he's like, you just believe how he dresses, really how he wanted. acts. Yeah, it's just, everything was brilliant. I think it's genius. We go backstage and Josh Matthews interviews Kurt Angle. Uh, he asks him why he attacked Cena and the Big Show and he says the other two should be explaining themselves. Have any idea, Dave, what's going on? Well, he alludes to the fact that he got hit from behind. He did, by one of them. And what actually happened? No one knows. Oh, we just saw it. You know, you see the end of it. Uh, okay. Yeah, you see people tending to said person. Uh, but then we had Orlando John was there. Oh. Why is no one pointing the finger at him? Is there a glove around? If there's a glove around, and it might. Eddie ran up after. Isn't Eddie Guerrero get jumped backstage and Orlando Jordan was knocking about? Yeah. When Charvo did him in. Oh, Jordan, he's, he's just <laughs> to keep a closer eye. Oh, is it? All right, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone needs to keep yeah. an eye on that Orlando Jordan. <laughs> he's just trying to get a spot, isn't he? Orlando Jordan just really wants to be on TV. He's trying to take his spot. <laughs> when it becomes the cabinet, like Donald Trump had half people like that. Like the hitman. Of the cabinet is Orlando Jordan. He's not really a hitman, is he? He's yeah, but look, bit of, when, bit look, of a wet blanket. Look, when, jump in that time machine again, but look, when we get to the cabinet, it's it's not APA Bradshaw. No. It's the Bashams in suits, Ugh. looking more like white bald bastards. Grown. And Orlando. Yeah. At one point, on they all have titles. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Try to replicate. Smackdown's the best. Remember, Smackdown's the best show. So we're backstage then with Josh Matthews and Kurt Angle. Angle says he didn't know who attacked him, but common sense tells him it's either Cena or Show. If he doesn't make it though for, to the match, he'll lose his WrestleMania opportunity. So he's got to make it through. If them two, they could be together, are they? Could it have been both of them? That's an angle we've not thought about. Because they're being cahoots. They're in cahoots. And um, it was kind of like a, a simple promo there where I'd explain him what he did and the reasoning behind what he's going to do. And then the doctor, he interrupts. Um, and we get a weird, ruthless aggression slap from Cena to Kurt that was like 
when you press L1 when you're controlling Deborah and Smackdown 2. It was... That's there was no unfinished niche, niche reference. There were <laughs> good reference. <laughs> when slap was the finisher for all the divas, <laughs> apart from Lita, special apart slap. from Lita, I think she did. She did the the bubble power bomb <laughs> or the divan DDT. Mm. But yeah, that slap because that it was for me. I was certainly looking at it like a throwback to the the ruthless aggression scene. That's the aggression. one. But this was pathetic. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm not intimidated. Love and he even references it in his promo later on. It's like, he comes to this segment and he's like, if I want to attack you, I'll do it to your face. Kaboom. Touch. And then a bit later in his rap, he's like, well, I'm, if I want to beat you up, I'll slap it to your face. Well, if that's the best you're going to deliver, Cena, you can slap me to my face yeah, anytime. Take your slaps all day, mate. Break it all day long. Oh, it's true. It's true. It's all about WrestleMania. It's all about who gets to go to the granddaddy of them all. But see, you got it wrong, Kurt. I am the type of guy to knock your ass out. But if John Cena going to do it, he's going to do it right to your face. Up next, Michael's probably match of the night because he's a big fan of Farouk. Is that Michael? Oh, really? A big fan of Farouk. I just think he's been hard done by. Because not JBL's going to be JBL. Oh, and at this minute, it's not JBL. Nothing. We'll find out. Damned. That's what happens to Ron Simmons yeah. from here. Damn. He retires and comes back every year and goes, Damn. He is 45 years old at this yeah, but That's all he's done since he was like 38. Aww. He's just come... Well, this is 2004. He retires in 2004. He's near about 45 now. Right? But all he does from now till now, then till now, he's just... Damn! Probably his most entertaining work ever. I don't think he's ever hurt anybody since he retired. They just hurt their feelings. <laughs> Nothing hurts more than a well-timed... Damn! <laughs> Uh, so it's APA of Ron Simmons and not JBL against the world's greatest tag team coming out in Team Angle gear minus the Stars and Stripes. Self-proclaimed world's greatest tag team. Oh yeah, definitely. Because that is like fucking their opponents this evening. APA. Of the world's greatest tag team. Of course. <gasps> no, I'd probably say the world's greatest tag team right now if we're going right now in 2004. No, not you even. You love the young, young fucking dicks. Right now 2004 the world's greatest tag team. Scott's going on test. Dudley's. Mm. See, it should be who's that. got the titles. But. Yeah. But. Yeah, but look at Raw's roster. We've said this numerous times. It has been the past division. year. Combine them. Evolution. Evolution. Uh, Flair and Batista. Rick Flair. Because of storyline. Yeah. And they're feuding with the Dudley's who they've constantly feuded with since they won them. Since I'm again. And then you've got... I uh, seeing them face... Vanilla the Jobber Connection. Yeah, you've Insurrection, got... 2003. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then, you've got, and then you've got Caden Jindrak, who they're not doing... They've decided they're not doing nothing with. Oh, good. That's simple. Correct move. Um, they've got... You've got the uh, the French dudes. <gasps> the two Bellends. Nice. Our two Bellends and shit shirts. Oh, but it's Rob Conway. It's it? not, yeah. Robert Conway. <laughs> so on the, Robert. Uh, you've got Hurricane and Rosie. Nice. Uh, and you've got Regal, uh, no, not anymore. You've got Lance Storm and Goldust. No. Uh, Is it Val? Uncle Val? Oh, it's Storm. Uncle Val and Lance Storm now. Yeah, sorry. Lance Storm just <laughs> changing partners. 
Uh, well, you had Regal and Lance Storm. Then Regal got injured a long time ago. We've not seen Regal for ages. And Valdez has been yeah. trying to help Lance Storm get the lead. So now they're a tag team. Lance Storm is trying to develop personality. Because they had that shockingly, horrifically burial moment, which is disgusting, really, of Austin coming out with a duvet on Raw and going, boring, and Landstone, he's tired, so he's going to come and watch Landstone wrestle, so he goes to sleep. Uh, That's how you put your talent over, isn't it? Um, So yeah, APA versus uh, the world self-proclaimed, world's greatest tag team. How did we get here? One moment on SmackDown, like another match a bit later on. Bradshaw hurts his arm, and that is the storyline round tonight. So the opening contest was around Scotty Swart hurting his neck, or more to the point, Black China hurting the neck. And then we had the eyes being hurt by Tajiri with Nidia. And now we're back onto the arm. Another body part. The arm this time being Bradshaw's arm that's hurt. Simplicity is key. At least we've got Story. clear <laughs> storylines rather than a person There's A a fighting person B because no reason. At least we've got clearly defined, yeah. albeit simplistic, yeah. reasons. Right, the world's greatest tag team. Thoughts on them in overall? Oh, I love them. I always enjoyed them. Uh, both great workers. Not the most entertaining human beings to have walked God's green earth. No, but they do the talking talk in the ring. Not the most charismatic. No. That's for sure. No. But you don't always have to be. They're the world's greatest tag team. That's their thing. <laughs> that's their gimmick. That's their, thing. So that's their worst thing. They're like, when you're not legitimately the, the world's best, but your gimmick is you're the world's best. Shame it's like someone's telling you you're shit, but I tell you what, we'll give you the title, you're the best. Yeah, this will help you go. Yeah, but these, yeah, but these guys are good. That's where the gimmick went wrong. The gimmick should have been given to like Tommy Dreamer and fucking Brooklyn Brawler and called them the world's greatest well, tag team. It's like B Team. These sounds the best. See, I, I love the B Team mm. and their sick little theme tune until it got over too much and Vince changed it to genericness. Mm. B Team, B Team, go, go. Gone. <laughs> that was it. Uh, so. Our tag team match of the night that means nothing. It always annoyed me on just a little segue. Tag team matches on pay-per-views that have no... Like, this doesn't have a reason. This is what they'd call back in the day a grudge match. Yeah, what? Well, so that bothers you. What about singles matches that have no... 99% of them have stipulations and stuff going on. Those that don't, same same issue. Like exactly. one that's coming up after Massively this. same issue. Because so, well, that's what Raw's for. Jamie Noble and Nidia. Blindfold match! Oh, right, so it's the lack of stipulation. The lack of shit going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're settling this feud for not JBL. Do it on SmackDown. <laughs> no, do it on SmackDown. Did you like the overuse of the bandage on JBL's arm? Not JBL's arm. Well, is it his shoulder or his arm that's hurt? It's, it's so one it seems big to be, He's selling the shoulder, but he's got his entire arm. It's one big piece of JBL, isn't it? Yeah. But do you know if it was that poorly damaged and you, you require that much bandage, surely you, you can't be cleared. What what possible good is the bandage doing? Nothing. Cauterising the wound. It's not like Lex Luger. Adding pressure so it doesn't bleed. It's not like Bob Orton <laughs> is. Uh... See, it's not a cast. No. You can imagine if you were to come out in a fucking L-shaped, a solid cast, and then try to <laughs> bring, bring the clothesline <laughs> round with the cast on. Um, so, has and Benjamin... They're out first. They show Benjamin losing to Bradshaw, highlighting Bradshaw's hurt arm. Uh, APA come out next with Bradshaw wearing a bandage that we've just spoke about for the past half an hour. <laughs> Benjamin and Fruit, they start out. Benjamin and Haas, they're wearing blue tights. Team Angle reunion. I tell you, they, like I said, all, that, all they're missing is the stars and the stripes. And they're it's there. I'm just Kurt Angle. Not even Kurt Angle. I'll take the picture of Kurt Angle. You don't remember this, do you? They had 
Michael, what pay-per-view was it? He remember, Backlash. He remembers better than I do. <laughs> uh, the Kurt Angle was injured, not there, something. Because yeah, he was injured at Mania, weren't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was legit injured, and he was their manager, coach. So because so they, they needed him there like, portrait, by spirit, they had a big painting of Kurt Angle there. I don't recall that, but that's They fantastic. beat the Guerrero's titles, well, to retain the titles, then they stuck... The Guerrero stole the picture and drew one of them big ass tashes on. They do lie, cheat and steal. They do. They do. Well, they used to. They do. Now it's the Royal Wii. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was that typical uh, tag team affair to begin with. It was like, I always like to sit and watch any tag team affair during, especially going back to what I said, where it's got no steps. It's just a tag team match. To try and work out before, I don't know whether the, the match is supposed to make you work it out who's going to be the fall guy for the hot tag are we going to go APA controlling somebody until Hassel Benjamin or the one that turns it round or no we're going the same way that we seem to have gone for ages Farouk getting beaten up well no it's still around. injustice for Farouk damn a lot of the match Bradshaw's getting worked over well the arm it's the, it's the focus on the arm it's a technical masterclass really working Bradshaw's arm and then Farouk's still on the outside waiting for the hot tag would you say time. no? I'd say it was more built up towards the end when Bradshaw comes in. And well, yeah, but I think does the clothesline from Hell hurts his arm? There's an opening exchange, and then the halfway through the match, like or shortly into the match, until like the halfway point, Bradshaw getting worked over and Farouk on the outside, like. trouble. Did you like the spine buster though from Farouk? I will say he delivers one of the best spine busters in the business. Mm. Even now. Yeah, but I don't think he, don't, that's the yeah, but he doesn't give the turn though. Like, yeah. like Triple H copied on Anderson yeah. and he did the turn and, and the uh, slam down. Like the Bobby Roode. What's his face? Yeah. Scott. Dawson. Dawson. It's going to go Stein. And I was like, no, Stein, <laughs> Stein was just the Farouk. The hold, stop, lift in the air and slam. Have some of that, you uh, cunt. Um, but yeah, we get towards the end of the match. Uh, we get a powerbomb to Benjamin. Uh, but thanks to Haas saving his partner, Farouk takes his shoulder into the post, onto the floor. Uh, Bradshaw charges in, where he eats a back elbow. To the top, Bradshaw counters with the fallaway slam. Haas tosses him into the ropes. Bradshaw avoids an attack and hits the clothesline from hell onto Haas. But Haas is not a legal man. Benjamin hits a superkick onto Bradshaw to get the pin in around seven and a half minutes. In what I thought was quite the upset. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that Emily uh, and Ivory won. Consider where we go with JBL. Well, not JBL now. No, um, well, like, obviously you expect APA to get the victory. They've got the, the injury at the heart. Yeah, definitely. You think, oh, yeah. well, they're going to overcome the odds. And I was more, I'd never expect Bradshaw to put over anyone young. Yeah. <laughs> good, good Fair play. I mean, I obviously hate JBL. Um, he's just a terrible, terrible person. But I do quite enjoy his moveset. I used the to, beauty and some I was heartbroken when I was younger and I realised and heard through reading various stories and listening to various shoot interviews, Bradshaw's quite the dick. Because yeah. I grew up with the APA. Mm. I grew up with the Acolytes. I grew up with Justin Hot Bradshaw. Playing card games backstage with the yeah, little yeah. door. With the, and the, people had walked round it and they said, knock on mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was genius because it made Sunday Night Heat watchable. Because you had these crappy little matches like you still have now, but you had really interesting backstage segments and you utilised people that, like your Crashers uh, and like your Stephen Richards and your Kyan Ties and people that don't get, and if they do, they get five minutes on a two hour show. Yeah, they won't get a programme for No, they get 10, 15 minutes mm. across four segments on a Sunday night heat. And it worked brilliantly, but it also blended in quite well into what were going off on Raw. And it all, all flowed quite yeah. well. Mm. But then 
before that, I remember the Ministry of Darkness with the APA when they first came together. It was yeah, like, Clyde's. hang on, that's just not Bradshaw and that's fucking Farouk Hassad nation nomination. It's <laughs> going off here. Uh, but then you've seen this steady sort of increase in popularity what made the turn into this beer drinking, to just gambling, cigar smoking, just party boys to an extent. Although, it does bother me that they're the APA protection. The Acolytes Protection Agency Protection. <laughs> they protect themselves. <laughs> they're the only protect no, they, Acolytes. They protect the APA, yeah. So <laughs> they're the protection no, for the Acolytes pre- Protection Agency. <laughs> they protect the Acolytes. It's like, do, do you understand acronyms, WWE? They protect themselves. <laughs> it's like when people call them ATM, an ATM machine. Yeah. Idiots! But if you lose, does that mean that you've lost or your protection's lost if you're protecting yourself? to wrinkle my brain <laughs> <laughs> could there be a loophole on losing Do the APA know what's going on we're the protection for the APA we're not the APA but we're also the APA <laughs> but did we lose uh, acronyms Ben moving on Moving on, uh, Bill Goldberg, he's shown arriving through the crowd along with security. He sits in the front row because he has a ticket given to him from Stone Cold. Um, he's wearing his own merchandise like all up-and-coming superstars who want Even to it's for shit their merchandise would. If and when I have my own merchandise, I will wear my own merchandise. Yeah, but if you're Goldberg, should you need to come out in Goldberg If and when gear? I'm Goldberg, I will wear Goldberg <laughs> merchandise every day of the week. Were you so excited? To see Goldberg. I've always hated Goldberg, so now... Really? Oh, really? Day one hatred. Oh, rank. Yeah. I'm interested. Oh, it's just boring, man. Vanilla, plain. Oh, I do have one thing and I do it, and I do it over and over and over and over, and people are like, Wee, he's doing his thing! He's like, oh, yeah, he's doing his thing. I have a couple of moves. Oh, there's no, there's no psychology with Goldberg. No, absolutely yeah. no. There's literally it's no psychology. Power, 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 done. I'm not sure there's much goes on between his ears, but it's just... It's absolute everything that's wrong with wrestling is just it's Bill Goldberg it's just so I guess you're not excited in the slightest towards our next pay-per-view then of Goldberg versus Lesnar even though at this minute (laughs) the best thing is I can't wait to shit on it (laughs) but the best thing is at this minute in time the fans cannot fucking wait for Goldberg and Lesnar what the fuck happens it's five weeks (laughs) what happens because we get from that to what we see at Mania. everyone's discovered the internet. <laughs> well, well, they know that Goldberg's going. He's come out and said he's got one more match in his contract. And he's after, um, I think he fights for Raw, I think, once or maybe twice more between now and Mania. But he's got one more pay-per-view match and Mania's going to be that one. So the fans are aware Goldberg's fucking off. So they're thinking at the minute Lesnar's going to beat Eddie, go on to Goldberg, defend against Goldberg. I'm the, the big WWE win versus WCW. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Go on to that again. And I think that's the, the mindset of a lot of fans right now. Okay. In a fortnight, 
Lesnar announces that he's sick of the travel. Like, here's one for you. I'm segueing because I've got this before the Eddie Guerrero match. Every superstar in the roster, right, they get travel expenses. Quite a bit of travel expenses, about 400 grand a year for a top-end guy, so Lesnar. Lesnar was sick, and that is the thing that drives him out of the company, is travelling all the way up and down the country, all the way up, never gets a fucking minute's peace to sit on his farm and shoot a goal, whatever he likes to do in his pastime. Yeah, he just runs after deals. <laughs> Suplexing whales and shit. Yeah. Um, so, what Lesnar decided to do with his money, especially with like his mania payout, is bought a jet, a private jet, just for Brock. So Brock doesn't have to travel with WWE, he can travel as and when he wants. And if he wants to go home, he can be home in a matter of minutes from wherever they are in the country. And he's using his expenses money, because he still gets paid it, even though he doesn't travel with the WWE, he's using expenses money to pay for a pilot. I think that's a genius move. If you can afford because it's like anything, it's not the buying it up front, it's the running it. Like a fast car. If you can get off 200 grand to buy a fast car, then have you got half a million for insurance, a million for your petrol. So if he's you get it, that, if he's got travel genius move. The pilot is the expense of travel. <laughs> genius move, genius move. Video package then. So for uh, Goldberg Lesnar. So they're pushing a match that it's not going to happen yet for another five weeks. Has it been announced? Yes, at this point. Um, not yet. Not officially, not officially but they're, they've got a hack package for a match that doesn't actually exist. Oh, SmackDown was fucked. SmackDown build up to this was fucked because we had the mini Royal Rumble. And the winner would go on to fight Lesnar at No Way Out. Lesnar wants Goldberg. And he said, Eddie's just a thing that's in the way. I'll beat him and I'm on to the bigger thing. So he's kind of confirmed it, that he's fighting Goldberg at Mania. But then on SmackDown, we had a match to declare who would go on to fight Lesnar for the world title at Mania. Even though the guy at Mania, who's the champion at No Way Out, already knows what he wants to do at Mania... And that's Fat Goldberg. Oh, uh, yeah. It was all fucking messed up. He's going to pull a double it's shift, mate. all messed up. We'll see later, but I'm pretty sure he's going to win. We know. Shift right, if you thought about it like that, you know that Lesnar's going to lose tonight. And the fact that Eddie Guerrero's face is plastered on everyone's seat. <laughs> no. See, that got me. When it showed Goldberg's seat before he came in, the people who were sat either side of that seat weren't sat there when he turned up. No. I, there's, if you go back and watch the opening couple of matches someone sat there I think there is not an empty space I assume they all got ejected for being too drunk in the <laughs> that must have happened um, they were heels <laughs> so the fans go wild as Goldberg sits down and takes his seat in the front row um, Paul Heyman though he comes out uh, he holds his ribs because he's a fucking master and selling the injury from Smackdown and receiving the spear not from Raw even Raw even receiving the spear um, Heyman asks Goldberg who he thinks he is fans chanting his name and Heyman says while Goldberg was on the inferior brand at Raw all he's going to do is witness this event Heyman says that he'll arrest Goldberg if he does anything else fair play yeah. he's on enemy enemy territories there is a fan, fan you'll get rowdy you get ejected son you jump in you get that is it uh, Brock Lesnar walks down the aisle Heyman tells Goldberg that they have a saying on Smackdown that goes like this here comes the pain. Oh, no, that's the video game as well. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. Remaster. I know. Uh, Lesnar gets on the mic, uh, and, which is awful. I hate Lesnar on the mic. That's why Paul Heyman is there. He's not the worst. He's squeaky and high-pitched, though. Yeah, There's no seriousness. He needs a bit of girth in his voice. Like Triple H short. No, oh, it's too much. Too, yeah, <laughs> Triple H's got too much girth. Well, that said, I was watching this with my friend Connor, who's not a wrestling fan. 
and he was marking the fuck out for this entire promo. Really? <laughs> he was just like, this is what wrestling should be about. People yelling at each other. He's <laughs> like, he's going to get in the ring, he's getting in the ring. Like, yeah, Which is true. It. It's absolutely true. Um, Lesnar say he gets on the mic and says that he's come here to prove that he's not intimidated by Goldberg. Lesnar tells him to come at him. Eamon, though, he's trying to get him to stop, save it, because he knows it's all about the money. He's an agent, a promoter, save it to Mania. The fans will fucking love it, I promise you. We'll even make costume referee. Fans will go fucking wild. All the things. That's how all the things that created would all be in little semis on. And then we get to Mania. <laughs> we get <what> we <laughs> Uh, Heyman distracts Goldberg. Lesnar goes at him with a shoulder tackle. Goes for the F5. Goldberg reverses it and it's Lesnar with a huge jackhammer. The crowd are going fucking apeshit. Heyman yells for security and Goldberg, being the fucking guy that he is, puts his hand behind his back and goes quietly. Well, look gets at, carted off. Look at the security Never to guys. be seen again. Look at the security guys anyway. What are they going to do? Because Goldberg indie wrestlers. <laughs> I don't think they were no, indie wrestlers. They were like... Ancient, yeah, actual security. They were there, they were they like ball cops. No, you know, I, no, I reckon they're retired indie wrestlers. No, they were shoot yeah. You're there, you reckon? <laughs> Somewhere does hire or does have available for hire shoot cops. Probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just four failed actors who had cop costumes. What did you think on having segments within pay per views? Some people they like it. For others, sometimes for me, I feel like it's turning it more into a weekly TV. Yeah, it should be stepping away from that. Uh, yeah, no, I'd agree. Little with that. one, like the odd one here, and then there. The, uh, not every page. The opposite. What? It's weird because like you have them now, and it is seen as because there's that so much time to fill. Where these, yeah. like this pay per view, um, less than three hours. Like every pay per view at the minute, less than three hours. Like I watched as we we failed to touch on this. Uh, as always, I watched the DVD rip, which is near enough what the network use. Minus anything that they don't need to show, and it's it's not like it's weird because they don't show DVD really adverts. They if they choose to like, I'll get four, but the network will show one. It's so like there'll be one for Flair, one for Orton, uh, not Orton, sorry, one for Flair, one for Foley. The network doesn't show adverts, DVD adverts, does it? That's where the time. Right, see, that's, that's where the that's time. That's why it gets longer. Than yeah, that's why I get longer. So I get. They show one though. Yeah, it's like I, I, I get like two hours 31, I think I got, where the network is like 227, 228 on this. 28, 55. Yeah. So, yeah, when they literally, if they, DVD, if they want to plug a DVD that's still available to buy off W.com, they'll keep the advert in. But if the DVD is not available anymore on W.com, the advert's pulled. Oh, that makes sense. It, it, it I, kind don't think, of I don't think I've noticed an advert for DVD. There you go. I'm sure they have to follow them. None of them are available yeah. anymore, and I have to be really going to download them <laughs> if I want to watch them. <laughs> Um, so we move on then to our next match of the night this card is stacked this card is exciting a match booked earlier today <laughs> um, I quite liked how Lesnar was still in the ring as Big Thurman came down and I thought here we go he's going to break his fucking neck what he's been promising since before the rumble and now Lesnar being the cowardly little fucking heel that he is someone manages to get away before any neck breakage he legitimately hates him as it is time for our next match the Man Beast versus the Racing Driver. Match which all stemmed from Rhino attacking him backstage. It's not randomly. a nothing match. It's a nothing match and, and two people that no one really cares about but I've always liked Rhino. I've always had a thing for Rhino. I think it's his hardcore title run. ECW. Because he looks no, like a Rhino. He does look a bit like a Rhino. <laughs> he looks more like a hippo now. That's got the body you shape. You can't say anything bad it's about the best draw. spear in all the whole of wrestling. This is what they've got, and this is what they should have built it as: the best spear versus the best drop kick. 
Because Bob Holly has got the best dropkick in all of Randy wrestling. Orton. Fight me in the comments. No. Randy Orton's got the best I'll stamp on every limb in a circle. Yeah, well, that's true. But he's also <laughs> got the best dropkick. No, Bob Holly's got the best dropkick. Mm. Randy Orton doesn't do the Alabama slam. Good. Bob Holly On the reverse Alabama slam. What an no. awful move. Taking that face first. <laughs> nah, because it's just... It's, it's one that's too obvious that they go really slowly and look... Uh, you have to. How are you supposed to when you're whipping someone? If you've got someone's feet there and they're dangling behind your back, you've got to bring them over you. That's and place you. them down gently, otherwise you'll legitimately hurt them, <laughs> which is why it looks like a garbage Yeah, room. but Bob Holly doesn't place them down gently. Bob he Holly tries to legitimately kill them. Nah. So it's Bob Good Holly. Good luck, bang. Like, he legitimately tried to kill Matt Capitelli that time in Tuffalo. Yeah, he did do that. But really, Bob Holly's a cunt. I like Matt. I like Bob, I but like, Bob Holly's a like cunt. You, I, I liked Matt, and it's horrible what happened to Matt Capitelli and for him, someone to think that they like any illness when someone thinks they've won it and beat it and defeated it and then they try and live a, a normal if, if anything normal lifestyle and then it comes back and this time it's worse and death does its fucking thing but Bob Ali he's a cunt it's that simple he's in that cunt bag end of he's in the cunt bag Johnny. there is a list of lords who's in the wrestling cunt bag um, Brock Lesnar's up there somewhere. I'm not a huge fan of Brock Lesnar. Oh, but it was definitely the best thing he ever did was break hardcore Holly's neck. <laughs> Fight me in the comments. <laughs> Hall of Fame worthy. <laughs> so up next is Rhino versus Bob Sparky, Furman Plunk, hardcore super heavyweight Holly. <laughs> the crowd was so dead during this match, and even the camera crew was so bored during this match. They cut it. Spanish announcers. Yeah, did you get this as well on the yeah, network? Very yeah. Like halfway through the matches, hey, 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 hey. it's you and Carlos. <laughs> I just, why not? Yeah, why? Why not? It keeps you on your toes, keeps you awake. In such a dull affair of hardcore Holly versus the man beast. Turn Spanish. What's it? Uh, oh, <laughs> I drifted off for a second. Um, I like how the meeting that hour like any good solid uh, psychological match should start a brawl on the outside. Smart. Why not? It's a man beast versus a race they, driver. They don't really have it's like apart from the spear, name me a well known rhino move. He does spine buster. Yeah. He does that apron pile driver sometimes. We used to in ECW. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, no. oh no, what have less of that. Um he Does he do does, a DDT? I think he does a pretty mean scoop slam. Does he do a DDT? Or suplex? Okay. And we'll go with his opponent. Alabama man, apart from the Alabama slam. Dropkick. And the, He's got the world's Fallen Angel. Dropkick. The Falcon Arrow. Falcon Arrow, that's it, not Fallen, Fallen Angel. Angel. Falcon Arrow. What's that Fallen nicked off our Carly? Uh, <laughs> that's where the last guy to use it. Does he do the Falcon Arrow? Oh, Holly or? Holly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely it was his ghost finisher on video games. Well, I don't think I've ever seen him do it. Once on heat, I remember. Mm. He went for it, I think. When he he might have just lost control on his own place. Yeah. He drops one once while he's suplexing, like, that's his finisher. But we're digressing too much. Let's get into this riveting affair that was Hardcore Ali versus Rhino. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they meet in the alleyway. Brawling to the start. Uh, Ali comes out, but Rhino rams him back first into the side of the ring. Whipping to the corner, shoulder to the gut by Rhino. Vertical suplex on the ropes, dropping Holly's ribs across the top ropes, which must hurt the bigger you are the guy as well. I know you're kind of, with a suplex, someone is controlling bringing you down, but gravity's gravity. And them ropes are strong and... Mm. Elasticated and metal. Yeah, there'll be a bit of give though, they'll bounce. It's still going to leave a mark. I think, yeah, I think 
There are more painful things. <laughs> like that cut that Holly got that time over his fucking back. Did you ever see that? And he got a big oh, gash. Oh, he's in his CW. Oh, he got like a chair shot to the back, but it was no, like he went the to a table. chair. Oh, did he go for a table? And we're talking from shoulder blade table. down to the middle of the back. Oh, damn. A gash. Oh, and we're talking oh, open. Yeah. A couple of inch open. Yeah. No, and carried on, didn't he? Because he's hardcore, Holly. Bloody hardcore, isn't he? <laughs> I'm fucking hardcore, I tell you. Fucking hardcore, dude. Holly um, fights out of a clothesline and it sends them both down. The ref does a massively long count. Did you notice this? Where know. he goes, one, two. It goes on for like up to six. You could have counted to easily 25 Mississippis. 25 Mississippi. Easily 25 Mississippi. That's a bold claim. The match could have been over and should have been over there and then. We can only dream. Well, d- d- a drop kick from Hawker Holly, though, uh, gets a two, and I jumped out of my seat. I was like, yes, <laughs> one per pay per view. To the top, Rhino blocks him with a punch to the head. Uh, suplex of Rhino gets a two. Holly reverses something into a reverse DDT. Not quite sure what the actual supposed to be. Uh, there was two moments. There was this, and there was about five minutes later, after the beautiful spine buster, um, where I think it was Rhino that went for something. You don't know quite what to move. Limbs. It was just hold you and then reverse me. I don't know what I was actually going to do if you wouldn't have reversed me. I was just going to hold you until it got awkward. Mm. Uh, the end then, so Rhino hits a go, but Holly rolls to the floor because that was the clever fucking move to do because Hulk Holly is a fucking ring general. <laughs> Absolute ring general. Tough enough. Um, Hulk Holly gets uh, back in at the nine count. Uh, Rhino tries to whip him into the ropes, but Holly reverses it, and the Alabama man hits the Alabama slam for the free count in nine minutes, 54 fucking seconds. It's about nine minutes over, I think, that match. I would have at least given it maybe three. Think a, a start by Rhino on top, I'll go and beat him up. 53 seconds too long. Yeah, well, I reckon it should have ended at the goal. Yeah. I thought it was the perfect time. Yeah. Right, give the Rhino the rub. Yeah, but the Alabama man is just quite a main event at Royal Rumble. Yeah, he's can't be losing to Rhino. No, he's got to be. He's now Back got to, the to job be. Squad. No, he's now got to be king of the SmackDown mid card. He needs to be like bossing fucking like Kurt and Show and Cena. <laughs> That's how you book the Alabama man. We're I can't remember what he does. <laughs> We then get a long video package set up for Rey Mysterio versus Chavo Guerrero for the Cruiserweight title. Um, now, we spoke about that boxing guy that's chilling with Rey. Jorge Prize. Well, random weird head. Because, because I, I like to always try to put a Yorkshire twist on things. In the last episode, I called him Georgie, like it should be. Right? It's spelled George. Yeah, Georgie. Yeah, it's Jorge. Yeah. That, I know I get Spanish, but that's just a bit much, in it? It's a J energy. There's no H to be seen. What, so you've got grief with Spanish no. first names now? What I've got grief with. <laughs> that little tuft of hair. Yeah, that's... What, what, what I've got grief with, yeah, is not that. Have you ever seen the kid box? Have you seen his worked punch? Have you seen the kid box? I haven't seen the kid box. Well, when the kid used to box, he used to shave letters and slogans into his hair. So he'd have like this weird little bobble thing going up like this, all shaven round, apart from the hair that was left like subliminal messages to his opponent I watched a match of him earlier just for out of curiosity more than anything Mexican Spanish oh. nonsense Condejo uh, um, yeah. but yeah no his, his work punch is uh, it's second only to shame man for the worst work punch I've ever seen in my life who gives the best work punch you've ever seen in your life Mike Tyson Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 14 knocked him out 
Um, oh, who was it? Um, I accidentally punched. Brett. Um, Lawler. I want to say. When Jericho punched Shawn Michaels as well. And legit knocked him. That's the one. That's the best work punch. Uh, but no, actually, best work punch. Uh, Kurt Angle is one of my mm. favourites. Mm. He's got a good flick of the wrist yes. and a good stomp. The Rock. Be, can't beat a good match. The Rock's And also Stone Cold. Yeah. A, a bit more unbelievable, silly, and flamboyant, but The Undertaker. I do quite like when he goes into the corner and gives me all. I fucking hate that oh, spot. I, I love the noises. <laughs> Entertains me. It's like when you play <laughs> That's something we don't get enough of now. People who make noises when they're punching. I might mention this last time. There's not enough grunters. <laughs> yeah. Test. That's when you know. Yeah, test. Slate is good for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, adding my own sound effects. Like yeah. Bubba does it. Bubba goes. <laughs> <laughs> So up next it is Cruiserweight title time. We use the open smackdown with this shit. But it's time for Charvo with Charvo versus Ray with Jorge. Jorge and Ray. Before the Cruiserweight title match, the lights go out, the gong sounds, and another Undertaker video plays. Woo! In 30 days he's back. 28 days. Yeah, round things around. It's easy. Four weeks. Yeah. Even though, like, the following month, as I mentioned, he appears on the front cover. He doesn't, but his logo does. Appears on the front cover of Smackdown magazine. Because he's back. He's back. Um, wouldn't it be ironic if he actually came back and decided to go after a title or something and not came? He does after. No, his... not after. I mean, Mania. Because Kane. What's the storyline at the minute? That he wants Kane. It seems he wants Kane. Yeah, revenge. But now we've got a promo on SmackDown. But is that because he was SmackDown when he left? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to say yes. That's I think it's only. because uh, Danny Boyle's directing yeah, his return. What I don't understand is they've not gone with the, what should be the ultimate storyline that Mark Calloway, the biker taker, is dead. His spirit rises once more, but that is the dead man from the 90s. Because how can you kill a guy that's already dead anyway? It was the human incarnation of the dead man, so like a reverse death, which brought out the biker taker. And now he's gone back to his first form, but there's none of that. They don't even reference biker taker going forward. It's just, yeah, the undertaker. But there's none of, oh yeah, the only person who's referencing what's going on is Kane, who's saying, but I killed him, I buried him, you should be buried. The commentator's like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, I wonder what that's for. Where's he been? Uh, it's fucking Mordecai, <laughs> isn't it? It's the debut of Mordecai. Get ready, Kane, because White Taker's coming for you. I, can't, I wouldn't be able to take that guy seriously if I was in a boxing match with you. He looks like Munchkin from Wizard of Oz. Hot hair pairs. Yeah. Well, then he'll lull you into a false sense of security and then he'll throw one of those daft punches at you. Yeah. And then we'll see who's laughing. Nah. Be it his hair. Uh, so coming into this, it was like the undercard of what my uncle's doing. So uncle's going for the big one. I'm going for the very small one. But Charvo's going to show Eddie. I'm going to show you. Oh, I'll show you, uncle, by winning this inferior title. Is it inferior, people. really? Mm, yes. Something for the mid-card to do? Yeah, but it's definitely inferior. Would you say the 24-7 championship is inferior to the universal championship? I'd say no. 
Well, we've got three, four, seven titles. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so now there's an argument between uh, prestige and booking now. So the prestige of the title, yes, obviously. Kelly seven. Kelly has never been Universal Champion. One nil to the twenty-four-seven. Fair, can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, twenty-four-seven titles always this there. Is an argument of, of title prestige versus titles booking. Universal titles okay. always there. The so what's the best? What's the best ever booked title? Oof, that's not a, that's not an off the cuff answer. That's a thinker. Best ever booked title. Booked title. Not rain. As in belt. From WrestleMania 18 ever. hardcore from, title. From induction to current or to yeah, dissolution. Or just, yeah, yeah, yeah. As in the best, most consistently yeah. well booked, booked title. Booked title, yeah. It's got to be the IC belt. I was thinking IC, but mm. I don't know. But it had its bad years, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was bad years for a long time. Modern day. Time, bad yeah. Years. Uh, the European. European. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> European was brilliant. From Bulldog to Michaels to... D'Lo Brown, X-Pac, Al Snow, Shane McMahon. Wow, that's Midian. Triple H. <laughs> that's completely European yeah. style knowledge. Yeah. Um, the hardcore, because that was class. But that was, but was a gimmick it's, in itself. But it was a title that was booked well yeah. from start to finish. WrestleMania 2000, Mania 18, so it all. The undisputed title. Nah. Hulk yeah. oh, Hogan had it. Well, yeah, Jericho immediately <laughs> got fucking squashed. I'd probably say the European. I'd say that because they never really had any bad, you know, Bulldog. <laughs> so he never really had any bad champions. Bulldog wearing jeans Shame in 2000. Mm. Really roided off his tits. Mm. No, Shane McMahon's run against X Pac was brilliant. It was brilliant. Apart from when he dumped it and like retired the belt full stop until Naked Midian found it in the trash. Oh, television. <laughs> well, we're going back a few years from now there. Um, so, Charbo Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, instantly. When you've got the added element of, and if you come here, by the way, I might as well answer because she's running round. My dog's running round the, the recording studio here at Roofless Towers. We've got a fourth guest. <laughs> Say hello, Jess. <laughs> um, <laughs> coming in, when you've got uh, Jorge Perez and you've got Chavo Herrero <laughs> Senior outside, you're instantly thinking that match, this match is only going to end one way. Screwy. I thought quick and screwy. I didn't think 18 minutes. No, I also misremembered who won this match. I, I had completely forgotten that Chavo won this match. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> well, let's get into the match, shall we? Uh, we get a lock-up to start. It's won by Ray with an armbar. Uh, Chavo counters with an armbar of his own. Uh, Ray rolls through, gets an arm drag to get the, get the advantage. Uh, Mysterio whips Chavo in and then gets knocked down by a shoulder block from Chavo. Chavo take, tries to take the mask off, which is always that go-to when Rey Mysterio's in the ring. It bothers me. It's a really annoying, <laughs> tedious so, We've seen his face on WCW. Yeah. We know Do he's a 12-year-old it? boy. Reverse it and just come out with some gaffer tape. Just try and take some face. Round it. Round the eyes. Oh, right. I thought you meant just like a masked wrestler comes out and just, no, like, no, no, just take masks on people. No, just do it in reverse. Boy, Instead of flip. taking the mask off. Because surely make it, taking the mask off increases the visibility. Yeah. But then you could do that to a random any other wrestler and gaffer tape their eyes. It'd be a really weird. Thing, <laughs> clearly illegal. Would it be illegal? It's a, I don't know. It's a foreign object. Is it illegal? It's only illegal if you get caught. Only if you get caught. Would it only be classed as a foreign object if you use gaffer tape on your knuckles to hit somebody? Yeah. So not if you actually just took a piece off and put it on their eyes. Wrist no, tape. No, it's definitely if you can't tape it around your knuckles. I mean, a it'd make it soft. No, but if you if you take this thing here and put it over someone's eyes, you don't get disqualified. No. True. When, uh, when IRS used to wrestle with a tie and then use that. Did he? Yeah, yeah, they used to like pull the tie towards them for like short arm clotheslines. Mm. You, you didn't get DQ'd for that, mm. so just coming out with a bit of gaff tape and just sticking it off their eyes. We'll have to consult uh, <laughs> the WWE <laughs> <laughs> Um 
Um, we're in the corner and Mysterio gets a drop kick. Chavo whips him in the corner again, but Ray slides out. Roll up gets a two. Uh, Ray charges at him, knee to the face by Chavo, sets up the swing in DDT. Mysterio though fights out, climbs up for something, and Chavo reverses it into a top rope gut buster, which was a fucking brilliant spot, I thought. Mm -hmm. Even though it was in like to the side of Ray and not quite central where it needs to be, it was still a. It was a. Oof. I mean, it seems like a, a really good way to break your own leg. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. It's not the safest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not just that. I, it, that that's the extreme level, but even rupturing all your muscles because your leg is if it's in that position and then someone's coming down on it like yeah. that, there's a lot of muscle around that knee that could easily be ripped yeah, away, yeah. all your ACLs and all that shit. It didn't hit all of them, but if it did, I reckon it would have hurt everyone. Oh, both of them definitely. Badly. Definitely. Um, the ref, Jimmy Coderas, he sends uh, Jorge Paez to the back and Chavo checks on his dad. Uh, Ray's in the ring and leaps on with a springboard crossbody onto the floor. Um, Ray he gets a head scissors propelling Chavo into the steel post. Uh, the ref counts them down. They exchange blows. Mysterio sneaks behind and hits him with a reverse Russian leg sweep for two. On the apron, Ray grabs a headlock and DDT's Chavo on the apron, which was one of them sort of moves that you see ten a penny now that always someone's doing something, whether it's a suplex or a powerbomb or a DDT, onto the apron. But back then, you never saw it. So yeah. it wasn't Pretty as impactful as it is now because you get fucking... Riding my dick against fucking Jimmy Joe John, who's on indie box in front of three people, it was like Vince McMahon's got to see this. I'll take a double fucking tombstone superplex power driver onto the corner of the fucking apron. It's not an actual move, is it? The young bucks do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Four fifty two. The Meltzer driver. I don't know. Is that the, uh, the technical term. Yeah. The Meltzer driver. The, the, not bollocks. Yeah. The four fingered family credenza. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> You just stick your four fingers up an ass and spin. That's what you do. Like a basketball. Just spin. Like a pizza. Yeah. Uh, we're on the apron and Mysterio fights back. Charvo's in the middle of the ring and the ref looking at him. Mysterio at the top and Charvo fucking senior. He's been fucking. You know. You know he's been fucking. Just there. He's like a bad aroma you can't quite get rid of. And he interferes. Mysterio, he gets shoved off the top. And he chokes him on the top rope. Um, Chavo rolls him up, grabs the tights, gets the win. 17 and a half minutes. It's a long time to give a little cruiserweight match like that, which should just be a little cruiserweight match. Um, probably a little bit too much, but Chavo Guerrero, one down, one to go. The Guerreros are champions again. Yeah, but they're not bros anymore, so... Mm. Still familiar. We're kind of genetically, like his dad and Eddie are. Well, they're brothers. Bros. Oh, is that little brother? not bros. Yeah, but their uncle and nephew, they should Bro. never be bros. They should not, uncle and nephew should never be bros, they should be mentor. Hey! <laughs> that's my uncle. <laughs> it's not more your mentor than your brother. It's yeah, thoughts? Decent match for whichever. Showed that he can, um, you know, go for a good match that's not with his uncle. Yeah, but um, again, it's Ray, isn't it? It's. Rims Duro has very similar but always entertaining matches. That yeah, yeah, they never, they never I, blow my mind. I have the, the RVD problems slowly developing with Ray. Oh, I yeah. love RVD. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. oh it, yeah. I didn't until you actually watch every single one of his matches. Those educated feet. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same. It's, it's just. Right, yeah, it's the same thing. No, it's not. He's got a move set. It doesn't evolve because to begin with, he had 94,000 moves. So how can you evolve when you do them all? 
and all he's done for the past 20 years is all of them. The, the, the moves. There's nothing he's, new, he's yeah. From the van, if I can put a van and an AO at the end of it, it's in my arsenal. Van Dominate O, Van Terminate O. So it's, it's, if you can put an O in a van and make it a move, and it's not moved since. I'm trying to think of one, I've got nothing. Uh, there's the Van Dominator, the Van Terminator, there's the Van Killinator, there's the, <laughs> there's the Van Fortnite Smoke Evator, Vaporator. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's now the Veganator. The Van Tractorator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Veganator where he throws a sheep at his opponent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Van. Van Diverticulitis. Yeah. There's the Van Wheel of Fortune. Ooh. With a spin to move. Van Driving. Could be a power oh, driver. The, the, the van, van Driver. Van Roulette. Yeah. There's, there's the, yeah, there's, that's it, yeah. There's the Van. Um, Auto van windscreen shield. The van auto gloss repair. <laughs> auto gloss replace. There's uh, been the van. <laughs> just the van. The van. Jimmy is just, just a van. Van, van keys. Just a van. Yeah. yeah. That's who they got. They give you a idea for all them on 2K19. That created wrestler. There you go, there you go. Because he always comes out driving a van. He could have been a painter. He could have been a Rob Van Godam. Uh, <laughs> Rob Van Man. I'm the man, I'm the Rob Van Man. He's a man. He's a man. <laughs> a tremendous heart. Tremendous heart. Wait a minute. That was she So we go backstage to Josh Matthews. He interviews Charvo. Uh, Charvo says he's a winner, and conveniently, Charvo is stood outside the door of Uncle Eddie. Oh, foreshadowing! Eddie's gonna get squashed to fuck. See, I thought, I thought it was really rude, Charvo. Josh Matthews has come up all polite and said, like, "Congratulations on winning the title match. Well done." Nah, fuck. Charvo's just like, "Fuck oh. I agree. I don't like Josh Matthews. I think if, I you, but, you, if you were to put together a list of backstage interviewers. I think who would never time, he serves a purpose as the small, easily intimidated, weak interviewer, which is a good contrast. Michael Cole of the nineties, yeah, blonde hair, Michael Cole, right? And then, uh, well, he's now in Impact. He's a complete and utter. Oh, he's a bell and then he's a douche. Like, bad, yeah, bad yeah. Heat. Gimmick. It's like when they turn Michael Cole from announcer into gimmick. <gasps> yeah. You don't give announcers gimmicks. I don't think credit where it's due is Josh Matthews isn't that annoying. He's, no, he's not Michael no, Cole no. wrestling. Well, Michael Cole, Mike, we have the gimmick of the Hill Cole with the added gimmick of the anonymous GM. 
So we had a gimmick on top of a gimmick, and that created mania. Lawler versus fucking Cole, didn't it? Yay! So up next, then triple threat. Yo, yo, yo! Bay Area, make some noise. Kurt thinks I hit him with a chair. This falls out of his mind. I'm not the guy that's going to hit another dude from behind. Oh, the crowd go mild. John Cena hates gays. I'm not your right hand, Kurt. There's no way I can whack you. If you got beef, I'll ride up to your freaking face and I'll smack you. Yeah, we saw earlier, John. Very weak. I'll ride up to your face and I'll just... I'll tickle your face. <laughs> you want to know who knocked you out? Is a really big clue. I was hoping he'd say he's 500 pounds and he smells like poo. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get that. We got, he's 500 pounds, he smells like crap, and he's standing right next to you. I, I felt it was more of a promo than a rhyme and a rap this time. Because yeah, that, that line did not flow. The words, they, they did, the ends of the sentences rhymed, but that middle, Eminem would be pissed. Do you know what I mean? They were, the flow was the awful. I said be pissed. The flow was awful. It says... This ain't no freeway dance. This is me serving two bitches. Kinda got a point, I suppose. Not even. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Doctor, the original Doctor? Well, I yeah again um, with twenty nineteen eyes. I look back, I actually watched a montage of his raps, his best raps, as oh, really? decided by the author of whichever video it was that I watched. <laughs> and Called a Halligan. So much homophobia. Mm. It's just hateful. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. There's a reason why the Cheap Doctor pop. can't be the Doctor now. Yeah. Cheap pops by... Don't Joe. get me wrong. Did you see on the Royal Reunion where he was foreshadowing because oh, yeah. he dicked on the Usos getting, getting arrested. arrested. And the know. Usos oh. even had the fucking collar to go, Knox County, yo, Hillsborough County, yo. So I'm just taking piss out of the constabulary that arrested them. And then they go on. Get arrested later again. <laughs> it's always for DUIs. Mm. It's always for aggressive Samoan will not fucking, <laughs> will not comply. Just comply, Usos. <laughs> so like, welcome to the Uso penitentiaries. It's getting a bit too real now. Too real, now. Yeah. It's all real, It's called character research. <laughs> it made me laugh with the other Uso that got done, the last time they got done, and it was with Naomi. Mm. And I could just imagine, they said it was after a WWE show on the way home, they were both pissed, and Uso starts kicking off. I can just imagine Naomi in full WWE gear with the flashing trailers, moonwalking behind the copper, telling him to calm down and feel the glow. <laughs> <laughs> As Uso stood next to Copper going, Come at it, come at it! That's New Zealand. Is <laughs> it the it's hacker? I don't know if this is the hacker. The Rooster Butt! The Rooster Butt! That's New The Usos! The Usos! We say Oos! You'll say Oh! Oos! Oh! Oos! Oh! Say, oh. Oos. oh. Oos. oh. And then they go, Because there was Samoan savages. Oh, okay, but that's not the hacker. That was, well, no, the Samoan tribal dance. It was a bit of a hacker. I did the hacker. Did they the don't do the hacker. But it's the same thing. Come on, take cold. Mike has no idea. We digress. I'll watch with me. All right, okay. Our exports. So, our next match then, triple threat. Show, Angle, Cena. The winner goes to WrestleMania. Taz, he says he picks Show to win, which pretty much ensures that Big Show will not be winning this match. I mean, yeah, going into it, even even knowing who won, 
you think uh, Kurt Angle maybe John Cena maybe Big Show obviously no, no. The, I mean, this is US title but, as well that's always again, a bad idea I thought this was going to same as what you said for vengeance I thought Show was in there to be the fall guy I didn't it wasn't again but does it show dominance when you're beating a guy that always loses where Cena no is, but I think you can easily forget that like as soon as it's happened you, you remember they got yeah. pinballed they're dominant they're winning you don't remember who exactly they pinned on their way to mm. so that's why you have four guys <laughs> so we get a headbutt by a Big Show and then a body slam onto Cena two leg drops onto Cena by the Big Show they've got to tickle them I know it's wrestling it's not real but he's a big He's probably not got guy. that much control over what his legs are doing. Like Nia Jax. Like Nia Jax, when she drops her leg, goes happening there, mm. and there. There's no control over that dangerous bitch. It's going to slap you in the bitch. Slap you in the throat at some point. Uh, Angle, though, he grabs Big Show before he can hit a third leg drop, but Show grabs him by the neck on the apron. Um, can Angle, he tries to German suplex Show onto the floor. Um, now, theoretically, let's say that Show was holding onto the ropes. And he was trying to German suplex him. Like, I think he did it in the Rumble. I wanted him to do it in the Rumble, trying yeah, spot yeah. to eliminate him. What happens if he lets go? Well, I don't know what's worse, to be honest. Because if he lets go, he's, he's, he's landing on, on you. It's, it's, it's a weird sort of graphic image. Yeah. Like, if it, him holding on, though, is a weird graphic image. Because <laughs> he's just bumming. He is, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just violent thrusting at a man. It's like, it's, it's, Maybe it's, Cena's got a point there. <laughs> Maybe Cena was right all that. Yeah, but if he actually does let go, are we going to see like an actual like German? Murder. So he flips? But no, he would just fall on oh, him yeah. and he yeah. would die. I don't know, man. As soon as he's let go, he'd pop his hips. Straight into the third row. Yeah. Straight into the third Release German straight through the table. Straps him down! Straight through Taz. Uh, show, he whips Angle's shoulder first into the steel post. Uh, chop to Cena, boot to the knees to show. Um, angle to the top, he gets a drop kick that is broken up by Cena. Uh, Angle's tossed. Uh, Cena, not that way. Uh, Cena picks up Show and hits the FU onto the big show, which gets a massive pop. Every time Cena does it, he gets a big pop. Yeah, definitely. Um, angle comes in for an angle slam, but Cena slips out with a DDT. He covers Show for two. He charges Angle, but he ducks, and Cena goes to the floor, and Angle sham, sham, and Angle sham onto the big Show. Um, Cena comes in for a schoolboy to Show for two that look quite awkward. But I suppose Big Show's not the sort of guy that you can quite... Roll up. Yeah. Yeah, no, it did look like he nearly got squashed by him. Yeah, and I imagine that's the same concept of if he would have fell on him outside. Well, Big Show now is a much better worker than he was then. He's, he's, he's got, the, the older he's gotten, the more worn down his body has got because of genetics, the better wrestler he's got. Yeah, like I, the, think, I think he's just in better shape. Yeah, the, he's well, definitely in better shape now. I think he's got a better mind for it as well. If you think that the, the Big Show that they signed in 99 used to do top rope elbows in the mm. CW. Yeah. The big show that they had in 2004. I feel like, yeah. I think. It's a different... I don't know. I think it took Last him another 10 years to get the fully mind around it. But then by the time he's gone 10 years, he's had 65,000 face and heel turns. And he's not the guy that he should be perceived as. He should be perceived as one of the all-time greats. Yeah. But he's not. He's a laughing stock. He is a laughing stock because he's had 100 billion fucking turns. Yeah. And he cries and wears nappies and shit. Oh, uh, yep. So, at the end of the match, uh, Cena picks Angle up but can't do anything because Show clips him. He picks Cena up, slamming his knees across the top turnbuckle. 
Angle gives show and Angle slam over the top to the floor, which is a great spot to be fair. Uh, Angle clipped the left leg of Cena, Angle hooked the leg, applied the ankle lock, and in 12 minutes and 18 seconds, so five whole minutes shorter than Charbo versus Ray Ray, Kurt Angle is going to WrestleMania to fight Goldberg. Do you reckon they went over for Cruiserweights? Uh, no. 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 Nothing felt rushed at the end. No. That was everything felt normally paced. Do you know what I mean? Nothing felt rushed, nothing felt like... Oh, there were not really any spots where... Maybe they got to think that, Oh, maybe they could have done that a bit quicker. Everything felt quite... I don't know, yeah. I don't know, I might have to go back and watch it again now. <laughs> it's the same because they shim... Because shaved off a second or two there. Shaved a second, maybe that top rope suplex probably could have took five seconds left. Um, but no, I don't, I just... I think it, it was a great pacing of a triple threat because you get a lot of triple threats um, where it's two moves... Off uh, one wrestler, one, one move will be to you to sit you down, the other one will be to the other guy to put him on the outside. Yeah. He recovers in 10 minutes off a punch to then do exactly the same thing we've just done, but now I go to the outside. Yeah, well, this well, started this, really intelligently. It started clever where Cena watching. Cena stood and watched, yeah. and then uh, Angle, st- Angle stood and watched, egging each other on, and it was just, it was a, a, you got a comedic element as well, but you also got the psychological, that's actually what you would do in real life. Yeah. There was three uh, in a fight, and you're two are bothered, I'll just stand off here and wait till you're two are tired. Big Show's the obvious giant. Of course. Kurt Angle's the tenacious, ferocious wrestling yeah. machine. And then at the, the end... Cena's a bit of a bit, like, bit of a bell end, so he's just like, yeah. well, you go for it, bro. You do, it, do your thing, bro. And then at the end, you get... The, the, the quintessential, I'll go for my finisher, you break it up. I'll go for mine, you break it up. And it wasn't seen as just, oh, it's that old shit that they're wheeling out again, the triple threat. This actually felt fresh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my neck on the line now and say this is one of the best pay-per-views of the year. So far? So far. No, not so far. Not so far, because all I can remember from 2004 is SummerSlam with Orton and Mania. I can kind of remember Backlash with Orton and Foley. My memory for the rest of the Jewish year is... Nope. What, when Agro bleeds nope. off his blood? Oh, is that with JBL? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But I only remember that bloody scene. I don't... Yeah. yeah. I remember really enjoying it as well. So I'm going... I'm putting my neck on the line now and saying, this paper for a B-show, for matches you shouldn't really be... Even Holly versus Rhino was half decent. Yeah, it were. That was the worst match. It, oh, it was worst match, but there's always got to be a worst. But I mean, the opener, that was... Okay, that was worst, yeah. That Black China. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and white mold busters. Whose side is he on? And look at Big oh Show. Picking John Cena up. Oh, she's a champion. Oh, 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 the first oh, into the turnbuckle. Oh, wow, how and vicious. Kurt Angle going for a German suplex. Kurt Angle knocked out of the way by Big oh, Show. No. One elbow and that grip was, blo- was counted. Shot. And now, look at Angle. Angle, oh, Angle Slam oh, over the top rope. And Angle Slam over the top rope. Oh, my rope. God. Kurt Angle, measuring John Cena. Wow. Wow. Takes the what knee a, out. Takes the a, knee what? out. Now the ankle lock. Oh, Kurt, now the ankle lock. Kurt's got that big leg bar and ankle lock. Cena is in trouble. And it's the bad knee. John Cena taps down to him. So, it is time for your main event. Rock is just as quick as Eddie, but Eddie's got a little bit more experience. Rock Lesnar is the WWE Champion. For Eddie Guerrero, tonight offers a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a chance to win the championship. For the first time ever on network television, a Royal Rumble match. The winner gets a shot at the WWE title and no way out. 
TC eliminated. Wow. We're down to two. Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero. Kurt Angle, my God. The apron almost eliminated. And a right hand by uh -oh. Latino. He, uh -oh. Kurt Angle's in trouble. Another right hand oh. by Eddie Guerrero. Kurt might be playing possum. Kurt Angle going to suplex Eddie Guerrero. And he's gone. Bro. And he's done. Eddie Guerrero's going to be eliminated here. Uh -oh. Eddie uh -oh. Guerrero just countered in front. Kurt Angle the back hell? into the ring. What the hell's he doing? Kurt Angle eliminated. Eddie Guerrero has got a shot at the title. Latino Heat is heading to San Francisco to meet Brock Lesnar and no way out for the WWE Championship. Congratulations, Eddie Guerrero. But let me tell you something. I am not afraid of you. The only thing I have going for me is that every obstacle that's been put in front of me, I have overcome. Come no way out. You're not fighting the odds, Eddie. You're fighting me. I really hope you are addicted. Addicted to losing. Because at no way out, you're gonna get your fix. Truth is, Brock, I am an addict. But you know what, Brock? I am beating those demons. I am overcoming those obstacles. I disgrace my race. I disgrace my family. And I disgrace myself. I came to a point in my life where it was do or die. Day by day, I have earned my way back into this ring. When I step into this ring, yeah, bro, I am addicted. I'm addicted to the high that I get from them. I'm addicted to the do or die feeling, Holmes, that I'm gonna have at no way out because I'm an addict and I'll do anything and run over anybody that it's gonna take to get that around my way and get my high at no way out and become the WWE Champion on Alevato! Thoughts of the build. So we start with um, Paul Heyman coming out saying, we're gonna do something that's never been done before. Smackdown's 15 competitors that was in the Royal Rumble, minus Matt Morgan and Chris Benoit. They're replaced by Hardcore Holly and Rhino, was it? Oh no, Eddie, obviously. Eddie, obviously the winner. Um, so we get the first ever Royal Rumble, 15 man on Smackdown. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Makes sense. Eddie wins, and then the storyline coming out of that is that Eddie is a drug-taking loser. And Brock Lesnar has beaten everybody from Hogan to Taker to Angle. And now he's just going to get past another drug-taking loser and get onto the most important topic, which is Big Bully Bill Goldberg. Yeah, good idea. Makes sense. But how organic has this been for Eddie to be the next big guy? Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 like you say, the natural the rise. Of the, the it's natural progression. It's like legit. Everybody wants to, to support Eddie. He's had legitimate demons. Eddie could come He's out, fuck a sheep, and kind of go, yeah, go on, Eddie, get stuff. Yeah. So, shall we get on then to our main event match? Uh, going into it not knowing what you're knowing, there's only one winner, isn't there? The kid with his face on the seats. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'm not sitting on Brock Lesnar's face. Did you see? I think did I share it? I think I shared it with um, <laughs> the 
Pentagon Junior, I think they call him, looks like the Parker, but he's not the Parker. Oh. With an yeah. actual chair of the, of the the winner of the match. The Lucha Bros. <laughs> I don't know, he's just La Parker. I thought it was La Parker. La Parker's son of it. I don't I, I don't know, I downloaded them from on 2K. The Pocket. Yeah, I've got both of them. Him and uh, Ray Phoenix. They're almost as good as the Young Bucks, if you love. No, the Young Bucks are good to lose to. They're like, they're my jobbers. They're on NXT on and my roster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got them. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they lose. Everyone needs a jobber. Every roster needs a jobber. Yeah. They lose to, like, the Street Profits. Oh, the Street yeah. Profits? What are they? Anyway, <laughs> let's not get into that. Let's not get into what they're going what are they? Right they mark out backstage. That's their job. They wear the NXT titles and mark out. Yeah. That's all they do. So we're, di- we're digressing so, 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 so much. Um, so the main event then of the night is Eddie Guerrero, the biggest fucking redemption storyline. I was once a druggie. I used to go to the chemist and queue up for my methadone every single week and look at me now. I'm going for the WWE Championship and I win. I could be going on to defend it. My first defence at Wrestle fucking Mania. Which I think is what every drug addict dreams of. <laughs> I've not done the circuit. Anyway. <laughs> I can say I've not done the circuit. <laughs> so I don't know. I've only got halfway. I'm, I'm not, not addicted. To, I'm not. Uh, stop any time. I've not admitted it yet. So I've not even got stop halfway. Stop any time. Not even got halfway. Um, but yeah, to end the show, um, I think there's not been. I'd probably say that in the time when we covered a main event that has had so much fucking. It's Eddie Guerrero, man. He he he's just the ultimate salesman. Um, with him, between him and Paul Heyman, the ultimate like, underdog story. You just believe his passion. It bleeds through the TV screen. Man. He makes me care again. I was watching this yesterday and just like, oh god, this is this is why I watch wrestling. This yeah. is all the feels. Like, come on, Eddie, yeah, no, yeah. watch it now. Jumping on your seat, going pin that gun. Every every week now, I'm just watching it, thinking. Uh, I mean, I guess that was kind of entertaining. I enjoyed this bit, and that yeah. was kind of fun. And, Watching this yesterday, it's like as soon as Eddie starts talking, it's like, yeah, baby. <laughs> um, Lesnar he comes out first, um, which is it always annoys me. The champ should always, always come, come out, out second, second, always or last. Um, it, it should be noted that Eddie's song still mentions Chavo, and so that's Chavo in the graphics. We lie, we cheat. It's not I. This is the royal way. Uh, the crowd is hot as fuck. We get Eddie Chance straight on, straight off the bat. Um, Eddie Guerrero, he makes his way to the ring for his title shot against Lesnar as one of WWE's greatest underdogs. 33 minutes later, he leaves as one of its proudest ever champions. He, like I say, he does just bleed through the screen with his passion and his believability. Like He makes imagine, the title feel important by how much he cares about it. Imagine how different things would have been if he's not passed. See, I think it would have gone the other way. I think he would have lost the belt, never have won the belt again, and probably gone back into the tab t- tag team. They could have put him and Charlie back together. Exactly yeah, like, I think to, in a, to in a weird. He didn't. You either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. So Lesnar, he's the heel champion. Where Guerrero is that face, scrappy do. Can he? Can he? Is this going to be the one? Will he? Will he do it? Will he actually do it? Will they put the fucking belt on him? Lesnar's been built as this fucking phenomenal powerhouse unstoppable monster since he debuted and started throwing Hardys into other different cities and now will Eddie Guerrero be the one to stop I don't think he will the next big thing I think Brock Lesnar is going to defend his title against Kurt Angle 
and face Goldberg. And then face double duty at WrestleMania. Now that I'd have been down for. Mm. I'd really, I actually would have because we would have got Angle Lesnar 2. Even though we had Angle Lesnar 2 at SummerSlam. When and then Angle Lesnar 3. Angle Lesnar 3, a thrash in a lifetime. Thrash in a lifetime. Thrash in a lifetime. Uh, so Lesnar. Thrash six months. Lesnar, he chokes uh, to begin with with the boot. Um, a hard whip and a backdrop, um, but he's not selling the jackhammer before, which annoyed me. He came out here fresh as a daisy. I, I think he did ever, ever, ever so slightly as he got in the ring. Oh, okay. I think, I think if I remember correctly. There oh, was did, he, tiny, did he actually hurt himself right then? He had a little amount of you. He just got winded. <laughs> winded himself <laughs> climbing through the ropes. His pyro scared him. A snap suplex for Lesnar. Uh, Lesnar buries the knee into the ribs. Lesnar charges to the corner, but Guerrero fights out, and Lesnar hits another knee to the ribs. It was always going to be that. It was just going to be this... I say slow, but Lesnar's got a bit of speed in him at this era, but that it is the slow, methodical knee, elbow, grind, like kind of ground and pound to an extent, but with a bit of speed on it and a bit of excitement. So there wasn't really many moments in this match where I was bored. No, I had somewhat forgotten that like Brock Lesnar today is just all suplexes and beatdowns, smash yeah. mouth and like dominates matches. This like, Lesnar wrestles. This Lesnar, well, it's very similar. This match is very similar to what he's doing yeah, now. Yeah, ground and pound. Yeah, beat him down, Definitely. chuck him around. But for me, this is where Lesnar excels in this era because with a small guy. Yeah. A small guy that can sell, let Lesnar just throw him around. Yeah. He's fucking genius because Lesnar it loves it. Good, yeah. He looks so good. He looks so good. Uh, Guerrero comes in um, after nearly getting counted out for about an eight count and Lesnar sends him to the ground again. Guerrero on the apron. Again, Lesnar knees him down. Abs- total domination so far. The opening, like, five, ten minutes. Eddie, no one in that arena you could, would have said there and then that Eddie's going to walk out unless Goldberg gets involved. So that's the thing. Because in the back of everyone's mind, that's what we're building to. I mean, you always are anyway. As soon as you see someone dominating a match that hard, you think, well, he's not going to win. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Which is why it's... Such a shock when it happens because that's sort of the formula. Someone gets the momentum and all oh, right, it's so important this momentum. That well, Eddie, fa- Eddie finally gets a bit of momentum. Uh, Eddie gets a bit of momentum with a jawbreaker. Uh, Gorilla Press is avoided by Eddie. A drop kick to Lesnar's left knee. So there's smarts now. Let's work from here. Let's start building on him. Yeah. Let's pick a body part and let's work on it. Let's work on it. Eddie into the ropes, but Brock counters with a big clothesline and then a stiff German. All right, well, that bit's... Ooh. Over there, Eddie. We'll go back to the drawing board. That didn't work, because that drop kicks the needed fuck-all. <laughs> starts getting chucked around. Well, we get a springboard crossbody to the floor by Guerrero, and they crawl back in at a nine-count. So I thought there and then we were on, and then we got the drop kick to the knee. It's on, but then, boom, Lesnar just fucks him over again. And you think, right, oh, here we go again. So that was kind of the sort of formula to the match. Where Brock was, Brock was very kind of continuous with what he did. It was knees, mm. it was punches, it was stiffs. We were building, oh, definitely. We were building up to Grail getting a little spot, and then he'd and he go to do the next bit, and it'd be the next yeah. bit that'd be countered. Yeah. Then we back to the start again. Yeah. Back to it was uh, teasing it. It was very good psychologically mm. to a, for a fan because you, and, oh, and he's gonna get him now. Oh, no, and not. then you sit back in your seat and you're back to realizing that no, it's not gonna happen, is it? And well, then you do oh, it again. hang on, ah, oh, he's genius, absolutely genius. Um, Eddie slams the knee to the mat. He stomps on the left knee some more. Figure four by Guerrero is blocked by Lesnar, and we've got Woos and Ric Flair. Can we touch on just how sloppy that attempt was? Oh, oh yeah! What oh, a fucking mess! He's not a technical master, is Eddie? Um, <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's sort of awkwardly holding Lesnar, and I can sort of feel his eyes screaming, "Please reverse this now!" <laughs> I have a fucking clue where I'm going with my legs. Um, the crowd they're chanting for Goldberg, 
Uh, vertical suplex is countered, Eddie into the ropes and a flying head scissors plants Lesnar right on his head. Um, we get the figure four, we get the woos. Um, we're 17 minutes in at the time the figure four leg lock was applied and I wouldn't even thought we were anywhere near the end. And I thought, oh, they're going to give this fucker that. Like, I, I clocked how long it was left and I was like, this fucker's getting half an hour, if not mm-hmm. more. If we're pushing Eddie for the next big thing, we're pushing him as the next big thing. It, this ain't no fluke win. No. Do you know what I mean? Even though... An earned victory in the wars. It's going to be an earned victory. It's yeah. going to be. It's going to come out of it. No, but it's what the character. The character's dealt with all shit on his life and he's still come out good. This match is dealt shit from gut busters to suplexes to whatever, but he still Just comes good. That's in fact, it. Um, Taz has my favourite quote of the evening as he's getting thrown around. Says, Anything that flies that high should have music on it and a flight attendant. <laughs> good shout, Taz. Taz with a good one line. Uh, Lesnar, he grabs Eddie for the body in the body scissors and then turns it into a chin lock due to Guerrero fighting out. Uh, Guerrero uses momentum to send Lesnar jaw first into the middle turnbuckle. To the top, missile dropkick is ducked by Lesnar, but the momentum in this match, it's another moment where it's just swinging. Like I said, Guerrero's getting his spot in, but then he's never recovering. Lesnar's dominating. The minute Lesnar's losing it, he gets it straight back again. It's just swinging back and forth. Your heart's going like this. <laughs> Come on! Eddie, Eddie. The crowd are chanting. Which helps him out of some headbutts. It was brilliant. Like anything, you could be just weak in the corner, getting smashed on the minute somebody starts saying your name. You know, hook up the crowd, and then he gets a couple of headbutts in, but then Lesnar goes thwack, and then Guerrero's back down again. See you, bye. That's it. Uh, Lesnar whips him in the corner, charges but misses. In the centre of the ring, Guerrero hits the rolling vertical suplexes, spins the hips for three in a row. Eddie yells out, hulking up to the top. Frog splashes, miss though. I thought that was going to be the moment. If you would have done it, you must have done it then. So he does his signature, his three fucking suplexes, up top, bush, bash, bash, done. Yeah. But we've got a built to mania, haven't we? Mm, um, did good. you like, or not like, when Lesnar went to Eddie and said, why won't you just die? I did. Um, <laughs> I know I might have touched a nerve, but I mean, it's just good, just good aggressive. Obviously, they work. didn't realise what was going to happen. Leslie didn't know he was going to actually die. No, but everybody actually died. I mean, but he didn't know it, it no. happened that soon. Um, now, yeah, I mean, like I said, with 2019 eyes watching this pay per view back, there's a couple of things that are like, oh, no, cringe, can't do that. But yeah. this isn't one yeah, But that's like everything now when you look back, though, it's isn't like, it? Go back and watch One Night Stand. I'm still a fan of. One night stand. ECW. Oh, what when hell? Austin tells Ben Watt, kill this bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm, it yeah, but it was it was like Eric Bischoff who tried to put them all out of business. Yeah. But then it was Chris Benoit who was also trying to put WWE out of business at the same time, ECW. working for Bischoff hmm. on an ECW show. This is very convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wrestling. Uh, so, towards the end of the match, the crowd starts yelling for Goldberg as Goldberg comes to the fucking ring. Lesnar turns around and gets speared by Goldberg. Goldberg leaves the ring. Everybody's down. The crowd are going fucking bonkers. Eddie Chant gets, starts up. Eddie, he crawls. He gets the cover. The ref crawls. One, two. Fucking go on. Brilliant booking. Amazing booking because if that would have made Eddie win then, it would have tarnished his victory because yeah. Goldberg would have... Met. No. Yeah. Lesnar kicks out of that. My God, a spear cannot keep Lesnar down. What is going to keep? I thought, fucking brilliant. I am marking out right now. Marking out right yeah. now. That's, and again, that misremembering. I assumed that was where it ended. I yeah, did. I, I did. I did. I did. Rewatching but it. I was nah, just like, nah, I, was like, nah. I don't remember him winning the title like that. Lesnar. Yeah, that's disappointing. Being the dirty <laughs> heel that he is, Lesnar goes outside, gets the championship belt, comes back in the ring, reverses by Guerrero on F5 into a DDT 
onto a misplaced belt. Yeah, near the so title. Eddie goes onto the belt, and realistically, if the belt would have knocked him out, we should have knocked Eddie out. So Eddie got more of it than Lesnar did. Don't be a <laughs> Eddie up to the top hits the five star. <laughs> One, two, three. Viva la raza. And your new moment. Your new world champion of the WWE Entertainment. And then he just jumps into that. Is it a random group of people? Because his mum's no, no, somewhere. No, no, his mum's there. I think Vicky's there the, somewhere. He jumps into the crowd. He jumps into the crowd. It's just like a crowd. random group of people. And it is just a great celebration, to be fair. It's brilliant. <laughs> As your new champion is Viva La Rasa, Mamacita's ex-partner. We lie. We cheat. We have a title. We are champions. We are champions. The Guerreros end the pay-per-view as champions. Brock Lesnar has that championship gold in his hands in the ring. The referee's still down, so I'm referee's not gonna have a clue of whatever Brock has in mind. I don't know. What is Lesnar doing? I don't know what Lesnar. Wait a minute! What the hell?
What a pay-per-view. What a pay-per-view. Uh, Eddie Guerrero got interviewed by WWE.com at the end of the match. Uh, he said, it's unbelievable. I just can't describe how I feel. He didn't say it in this way. Uh, oh, Eddie! <laughs> <laughs> uh, a tearful Eddie. Um, it, it was just moments after he won the title. WB obviously got in his face with a fucking microphone. And, Tell me how you feel. The moment. <laughs> he said it's a dream come true, more than my dream actually. I know all things are possible now. Even though this was a dream of mine, sometimes I wondered if it was too far fetched. You want to grab all your dreams with all your heart, but sometimes they seem so far away that you just can't. I think I sold myself short in the past. I hope my victory sends a good message to everyone out there, and I really hope it does. Whoever expected a Chicano 5'9", 220 pound to win the WWE Championship. I'm just thankful and there are a lot of people behind this. I can't take all the credit. Viva la Lassa! Congratulations, Eddie Guerrero. Match of the night. Yeah, undoubtedly. Well, get into that. As always, like we do on these pay-per-view spectaculars, David, Dave Train, I want your match of the night, worst match of the night, and if No Way Out 2004 was a superstar of the Ruthless Aggression era, who would it be? Who? Uh, okay, worst match, we'll start with that. The Wooden Spoon Award. Oh, it's a toss-up. <laughs> is it Rhino and Sparky? Or is it the two Matt and bold wank bastards? <laughs> wank bold bastards. We're going there. Oh. We're going there. We'll get there. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. That is it. Baby steps. I'm going to say the singles match. Rhino and Harley. And Bobby. Yeah, it's And best match? Yeah, that was tragic. The best match. Yeah, it's got to be the main event one. The triple threat was close. It's a great match, good start. Didn't go on too long. Um, not he's trying to watch him big show wrestle. Yeah. So the shorter it runs, the better. Yeah. But the main event, man, oh, it's, it was everything that we, you just described it perfectly, eloquently. <laughs> and if No Way Out 2004 was a superstar of the Ruthless Aggression era, who oh, could you compare it to? Who could it be? Um, I guess Eddie's too easy. Because <laughs> it? it, it, it's, it's the <laughs> story of Eddie. It's Eddie. It's story. just Eddie, isn't it? It's um, just Eddie. But. Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie. It is. Yeah. It's his show. It's his I mean, show. Collectively, they it's Eddie. The promo it's and got his face. Immediately from the His nephew world. wins no, gold as well. I, I'll chat about They don't start with Eddie. They start with Tori and her mum. But after that, it's been carted out and carted back. They start with the promo and it's all Eddie mm-hmm. and it's his passion. And you're like, oh, Eddie, it's Eddie's night. Eddie. It ends with Eddie and the passion. It's the story of redemption. So, Mike, Eddie obviously, Eddie, exactly Eddie's the, the star. But what's your best match and your worst match? Exactly the same as what he said, for the exact same reasons as well. I disagree. Apart from the Eddie bit, uh, best match is Jim Noble and Idiot, obviously. Uh, obviously. Uh, do you know what that's like? <laughs> that's, oh, that's a close one for the No, I probably just... would say best match of the night would be, for me, Charvo and Ray. Yeah. I enjoyed it more because of outside shenanigans. I know we had Goldberg outside shenanigans, but that was expected. It was This outside shenanigans was expected, but you could never work out how it, or when it was going to happen. Where you expected Goldberg to spear Lesnar. Yeah, okay, so you're... But if we're going with actual, like, what made you feel all fuzzy inside, you've got to go for Eddie. Well, that was what we're building up to. But I enjoyed Charvo and Ray because I love my cruiserweights and I love WCW. So that's something that's opened the show. What's the best match, though? Oh, yeah. Well, everything, everything, every part yeah. of the match, it's the sum of all its parts of yeah. match, isn't it? So That was a bloody good paper the title, the outcome, yeah. the emotion, that's what makes the match. So, Eddie and 
Brock was the best yeah. match. I just think it's a bloody good pay per view. What a great pay per view! But I think we should leave it there. Right there. Until episode 44, when we build to WrestleMania, I've been Dave, that's been Mike, that's been Dave Train. Until then, peace out, people.